pitter patter, let's get at her. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sofa Chronicles. And I'm already getting a dirty look. What? For someone who says they do not like Letterkenny, that is verbatim from Letterkenny. That's from Letterkenny? Yes. Oh, I heard that long before that show. Long before that All show. Right, just keep doing the thing. Just whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Sofa Chronicles, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Josh, and my beautiful co-host is already spicy, and he's getting it walking away. Where are you going? Oh, he's fixing his cushion. He's got to... He's got to get the sofa just, just, hey, 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 I have a cup of coffee. Don't need to throw things. container. Okay, whatever. Anyway, uh, do we need to talk about what happened this afternoon real quick? Uh, well, we got a guest to introduce first, then we could do that. You Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll bring that in a little yeah, bit. Yeah, because he should be in on the loop after all the, you know what, just continue doing the thing. No, I got it, I got it, I got it. <laughs> well... <clears throat> We have a doozy of a guest today, sir. We do. We do. We is a up and coming promoter in this sport of strongman. He has been very instrumental in the last year of uh, promoting different events. <laughs> Pardon me, including his own, uh, which is Southeast Strongman. They are in the, I believe, the Watumka area. <clears throat> he can correct me on that in just a second if I'm wrong. But uh, I asked for. He is uh he has officially beat Hannah Lindsay on information that was provided. This is uh this is everything that he sent me. That all that that's that is the quick bio that I got and uh that, that looks like a novel. It's a it's a lot of information and I'm very appreciative of it because we will have plenty to talk about with our guest today. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Brandon Spivey is on the show today. What's going on, brother? Hey, good afternoon, guys. How's everybody doing? We are doing fantastic. We're and wonderful, sir. Something that happened earlier is still on Josh's mind. And it, is, <laughs> it is fantastic. <laughs> I, I'm not trying to take away. I'm not taking. I'm not trying to take away from Brandon, though. Yeah, but you said something about it already. So go ahead. Floor is yours. Okay. Well, the beautiful Jacob Giles and the. Wonderful human that John Bass is. The handsome mountain. The this just the most beautiful hunk of man. If I've, I've never thought a refrigerator was pretty until I met John Bass. <laughs> but mm. we went to Cracker Barrel, and which John, sorry to interrupt, but John calls it the honky bucket. Yes, which today was a perfect name. You're right. A lot of honkies. A lot of buckets. A lot of. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I was convinced by the end of uh, by the end of our dining experience that our server did not like me. She was sweet as she could be, but um, you know, I put in my order of food. I didn't get my drink twenty minutes later, and she brings like she didn't even bring her food out. And um, what else happened? What else happened? I'm trying to I'm trying to make sure I piece it together in chronological order, sir. Um, so let's see here. You ordered your drink and then I ordered my food after you ordered your food as well. I got my food before you got your drink. Yeah. And then anytime that you were parched, as yeah. you would say, you would make sure to emphasis on the, like yeah. you were spitting parched. out dust 
But and I she didn't, just smiled at you and walked away. She did. Every time I would say something like that or I'd hold my cup up, she'd just wave and walk off. And when I finished eating, I slid all my, my dishes out of my way and on the other side of the table. And I took a drink out of my tea and set it down. She walks up, picks up my glass, and walks away with it. <laughs> she did. It I never nothing, returned. I never brought it back. Didn't bring it back with nothing. Didn't offer me to get a drink to go or anything. I was convinced that she did not like me. And she just kept proving it. And the funny part was, is anytime I asked for anything, she'd immediately bring something back. Oh, yeah. She would drop what she was doing, bring it to Jake. Hey, can I get a fork? Nope. And just walk away. <laughs> I'd be like, hey, I need a refill of sweet tea. I'm right on it. Right on it. Not even Johnny 30 seconds. Not even. There and back. <clears throat> Meanwhile, I'm licking the wow. condensation off of John's cup because she took mine. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And then on top of that, you use his glass of ice water to clean your beard. Yes, I dipped the napkin in his water because he was already gone. And I wiped the egg yolk off of my beard because I like my eggs runny. Yeah, now you're going to the bathroom was in the top three options. That is what threw me off. Okay. Well, it was number four by chance. We're we're taken away from our guest here at this point. He can laugh at us too. No, that, that, that was a good prelude. That's good. Well... I I don't know if you've done interviews before, but I I hope that you weren't. I, I hope you don't. This isn't going to get you to the to the Tonight Show. <laughs> this isn't going to get you to Rogan or anything like that. <laughs> I mean, it could because they'll be starting theirs off with. Huh, we're sorry about your first one ever by those two two dummies. Yeah, this is how it really goes. Yeah, <laughs> two morons in South Alabama interviewed me one time, and you know now I'm here. <laughs> They, t- they talked about runny eggs and a waitress that didn't like them. Yeah, that's how we started the show. Yeah. All right, so first things first. Brandon Spivey. <clears throat> yes, sir. You have been a baseball player for quite some time, I see, which uh, you're pulling on Mr. Giles' heartstrings over there. Is that right? Oh, yeah. we. Uh, he is also a ball player and a slow pitch player for with softball. Mm, okay, mm. okay. Yeah, I didn't include this in the bio, but I was a three-time intramural softball champion uh, for a couple of different colleges while I was injured and couldn't play baseball. I had to do something with my time. So Jake's Pretty laughing real hard. Softballs out of the yard. Jake's laughing really hard. I don't know what that means. So <laughs> <laughs> you don't, you don't know what intramurals are? No. So it's like. Uh, Essentially, it's you know like a rec like a rec league or like I don't know I've heard people call it league ball or rec ball where you go up to like the rec center and you have teams and you play. Yeah. Imagine that, but like for college students at that specific college, so you can like they'll have like intramural softball and you can just get like your a group of your buddies and make a team, and you can just be you know whatever stupid team name you want to be the master batters or the classic that everybody uses, right? So. I mean, you can just do like that, and it was just a bunch of us baseball players that were hurt or either academically ineligible or whatever that just went and played softball and just beat the crap out of everybody. <laughs> In other words, he made a team that sounds like they just absolutely dominated. So he was the bench warmers. Yeah, like, <laughs> something like that. Something like we were all those lines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am 12. $20. That's so fun. That's one of my favorite. I'm going to kill your family. <laughs> I love yeah. that movie. Yeah, as soon as he said intramural champions, I'm like, that is fantastic. Oh, I didn't. I'm sorry, I didn't go to college. I don't know what that means. Well, it's just basically just a bunch of college kids saying, "Good luck, everybody." Oh, 
Yeah. <clears throat> so we're gonna we're gonna scrimmage today's preschool kids kind of thing. Basically, yeah. Because <laughs> if you get up against kids that don't know what they're doing, they can get hurt. But it's kind of funny because they put themselves there. All right. Cool. So, um, what all shoulder injuries did you have? I'm going through one right now myself. Oh man. So it was a there was a few of them. So my first one uh, was the summer after my junior year of high school. I had a rotator cuff strain which isn't too bad unless you're a pitcher and used to throw in every day. And then it's like, 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 I mean, if you, you have to stop doing the one thing you love doing, it's just, it's mentally worse more than it is physically. So I had a rotator cuff strain that hampered me a little bit. Um, man, I've had two different impingements. I've had, uh, sprains on about everything you can ligaments and muscles and all that. But the worst one, it was kind of a few injuries wrapped up in one. It was, uh, uh, you know what a slap tear is? Yes. So for those that, that may not, slap is an acronym that stands for superior labrum anterior to posterior. So the labrum runs around. Imagine like it makes a loop around your shoulder, right? So I tore it from essentially from like the eight o'clock position all the way over past the 12 to about the three o'clock position. Mm-hmm. So I tore it more. I tore it more than 50% of the way off. And uh, the long head of your bicep attaches right there on top of your shoulder. It pulled that out of place uh, by multiple centimeters, not millimeters, centimeters. It pulled it way out of place. Mm-hmm. And uh, it also frayed my rotator cuff. So Ooh. that was, uh, and they didn't know about the rotator cuff and the bicep until they got in there and did surgery. They thought it was just a labrum. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I went in there and I got surgery. I got surgery in November 2015, which was my junior year. And uh, I wasn't cleared to play until um, April of 2017, my senior year. So I was that was 17 months. I was sidling on with that one. And then during that process coming back, there was another impingement, and it was just uh, it was pretty rough there for for a few years on the shoulder. Hmm. I'm going yeah. through. Uh, <clears throat> I'm going through not really something similar, but I've got a shoulder injury that I'm dealing with. Right- dealing with right now i've got a turns out i have a tear in my labrum and in my supraspinatus so i just started uh started pt for that last week and i just started lifting they just they just cleared me to lift again so i've been back in the gym every day since pt that's good buddy yeah Yeah, it's weird weird because like for me i mean i was a pitcher so that's like the most shoulder specific strenuous activity you can do in all the planet i mean yeah so like I, I was cleared to lift for months before I was cleared to pitch. Like I was lifting in the fall of 2016, and I didn't get cleared to pitch until April 2017. Yeah. So I mean, it was that was a that was like a six seven month difference. I mean, I I literally set Point University's bench press record for pitchers before I was cleared to pitch. Hey, nice. <laughs> so it was. <clears throat> and I'm I'm sitting there the whole time saying like, guys, I'm fine. Like I can throw and all this, and then I go out there and try to throw, and it doesn't, it doesn't go so well. I'm like, man, I'm I feel pretty good in the gym, but not very good on the field. It'd be like that sometimes. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you are originally from I was backtracking a little bit. You're from uh Gray, Georgia, right outside of Macon. Hmm. That's right. Yeah, I Gray, you. Georgia. I know you mentioned right right now I'm from uh I live in Watumpka, Alabama. That's just outside of the Montgomery area. I mean just outside. Gray Gray, Georgia is to Macon, Georgia. What Watumpka, Alabama is to Montgomery, Alabama. Just a suburb, a little small suburb. Well, I understand that perfectly then. <clears throat> yep. Um, 
And well, since you're from that area, you know him. You know my condolences to y'all for uh, for for Bubba. Man, I wish I could have met that dude. Yeah, I, I hate I hate anybody that didn't get the opportunity to meet him. He's a he's, he's <clears> one <throat> hell of a dude, man. That that was a that was a tough one for everybody. But uh, I, I hate anybody that didn't get a chance to meet him. Yeah, I missed uh, I missed my opportunity going to the the strong crew pro-am and I, I didn't get to go to that and i missed alabama the year before because i had covid which apparently if i hear if i understand right at 22 uh alabama's strongest man he just he basically used everybody as a mop and just destroyed yeah, everybody yeah, that, was sec- that was only his second competition ever really ever like he he started it that the first competition he did was actually my first competition i promoted the southeast strongman classic in 2022 in may and then three months later, he goes and wins Alabama's Strongest Man pretty dang comfortably. So like mm-hmm. he just raw country strong. I mean, he knew what he was doing. I've never seen somebody throw sandbags around like that dude. I mean, he put a three twenty five sandbag overhead like it was a buck seventy five. He's just, man. He was he was he was a genuine like genuinely a different species. And uh, it's a shame that he never got a chance to to really show what he could do and you know be in this sport for a little while. Yeah, man. Um... We got to get a little bit from uh, Trey Godbold talking about uh, talking about Bubba. Man, I just <clears throat> I hate it that I didn't get to meet that guy. Just I I have yet to hear anybody say remotely close to a bad word about him. He's just he was uh, an amazing man, and we just want to pay tribute to him every chance we get. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I mean, no, you're you're spot on, man. I mean, you haven't heard nobody say nothing <clears throat> bad. There ain't nothing bad to say. You know, there's really not. Uh, he was. He was a real good buddy of mine and Trey's, especially, and uh, it was uh, that was that was a, that was a tough little while, and, and it still is. Anytime you're at a strongman competition and you feel like he should be out there, but you know, we just uh, we just you know keep going. We remember him well. We have great memories with him, and that's you know when things like this happen, that's the best thing you can ask for. Just to have great memories. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> so you got out of college and you went for. So you did some management for some companies. Now you're in the uh, you're in the real estate world. Um, so are you? I just lost my whole train of thought, Brandon. I apologize. Whew. I'm a real estate agent. If that's what you were asking. No, yeah, I got that. But I'm just uh, the question that I had that was on the that was right at the edge of my brain that just got wiped off completely. <laughs> smooth brain moment. It was very much a smooth <laughs> brain moment. So were you were you still in Georgia at the time, or are you were you in Alabama at this point? No. So uh, when I graduated college, it was May 2017. So that was in West Point, Georgia, which for those that don't know, that's right on the Alabama state line. Like it touches the state line and then you cross over into Lynette and Valley, Alabama. And so I actually lived in Alabama while I was going to school in West Point, Georgia, because it was a half a mile from the campus, you know, where I lived, a state, a state across, you know. But uh, no, I was working when I was doing retail stuff. It was in the Auburn, Opelika, Alabama area. Um and I did a little bit in the uh, Evergreen, Alabama area. And then I came back up to – I moved to the Montgomery area uh, in December 2020. I started real estate in September 2020, and I was driving like an hour one way for a little while until we could find a house, and we bought a house and moved up here. So we've been in this area for about a little over three years now. Cool beans. Um, so you started – you didn't start Strongman until 2020. Who got you into that? Uh, not really one person in, in particular, man, to be honest with you. Um, it was really just like, I'd seen, you know, 
a lot of I, I'd watched World's Strongest Man on TV when I was a kid, you know, and seeing like Pujanowski and Shaw when he was just like when they were talking about what he was going to be, right? Not when we're talking about him as one of the goats, when we're talking about him as a potential World's Strongest Man, mm-hmm. and like that was Big Z and Poundstone and <clears throat> uh, Vassal Verastiuk and all these guys, man. I watched it on TV and I was always interested in it, and I, I saw, believe it or not, you know that show, The Strongest Man in History. Yeah. So I watched that. That came out in 2019, and I watched that, and I was like, all right, like, you know, there's Eddie Hall. That's the guy you could look up to in the sport of strongman. Brian Shaw, Robert Oberst, Nick Best. I'm like, those guys are pretty admirable guys. They're all, they all have similarities, of course, in their strength, but they all have, you know, differences in the, in the things that suit them and their styles of lifting and, you know, their strengths and weaknesses and all that. So I'm like, okay, there's a lot of different guys that can succeed at this sport. So there's not necessarily like this isn't a sport where there's only one way to succeed. There's a lot of different ways to be good at this sport and a lot of different types of people that are good at it. So I just always thought it was interesting. And I was like, well, you know, I've always been pretty strong, like nothing insane. Like I'm not benching 600 plus like Trey, you know, but I've always been pretty good for my size. You know, I figured I'd be a weight class athlete and I mean, I will be forever as I I compete in this sport, you know, but I just thought it was interesting. I was like, you know, let me start trying to lift heavy and really try to get strong because I never really put an emphasis on it. You know, I trained like a bodybuilder. Like, you know, 2018, 19, you know, I got down to like 6% body fat. I was 6.8 at my lowest. Thought I wanted to do that. And then went through like a mock prep to see how I took to it. And like, I took to it pretty well, but I was just so miserable. And I was like, you know, it's still somebody's opinion if I win. So that wasn't very appealing to me. So I'm like, you know, and I, I was like, all right, I'm going to do powerlifting. You know, and then I started doing that a little bit and I, I got bored, like not even a month in. I'm like, I'm just squat benching and deadlifting. That's all I'm doing. It was just nothing against powerlifters. I know there's some people that love that sport. I'm not trashing. It's just not for me. You know, I like yeah. the, the variety that Strongman has. <clears throat> Same. I like the fact that, it, you know, any show has any mixture of events. You'll always have like your standard. You'll have some type of deadlift most of the time, some type of overhead most of the time, some type of moving event. But it's different. You got to be good at everything, not one thing. You can't be a specialist and get yep. anywhere in strongman. So I like I like that, you know, that it kept you on your toes. So I started training for it. Uh, well, really, I kind of signed up for my first competition, not really knowing what I was doing. I started training for it in the fall of 2020. So I signed up for Mob City Strongest Man in November 2020. And I was like, you know, I'm going to go down there and give it hell. I might, you know, I might get my butt kicked, but I just didn't want to come last. So uh, uh, I achieved that at least. Yeah, no. Very good. I see, and I wish uh, I hear rumors of Mob City Strongs coming back, and I hope it does because I want to do that one. <clears throat> um, wink, wink. It was a good amp. Uh, It was Jack, Chris Jackio that on. Uh, it was, and I know the Slater, Damien, all those guys were there. Like I'm sure they helped a lot, but it was a good show, man. It was at what well, then? What was then? Startup Brewing Company. I think Oyster City bought them, but it was a good little show. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm gonna poke the bear and see if uh. Tyler Davis will uh will take that over from from Chris and maybe we can get him to do it. Yeah. That'd be super cool. That's a real strong bear to poke. That's a strong bear to poke, but I don't think it's gonna be that hard to poke that bear to do this because he's expressed wanting to do it. That's uh that's that's the world's strongest bear you could poke under yeah. nine kilos. Anybody the two time world's strongest bear. Two, nine kilo bear from Alabama. Yeah, yeah. Man, I hate, dude. You want to talk about being mad for Tyler Davis with that when the the way it went down for him at OSG? Mm. Oh man, man, I was mad for Tyler Davis. Yeah, I think there's a lot of folks that shared in that feeling. Yeah, 
which uh, he's coming on next month, and that's what he wants to talk about. Where <laughs> 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 I'll, uh, he is, he is coming to us, and that is what he wants to talk about, and we are going to let him go. Yeah, because I don't think either one of us could really stop him. Well, he might be ticklish. (laughs) I'm not going to find out. Yeah, we'll be like trying to tickle a center block. (laughs) Basically, yeah. Let me get let me get the broom handle. Y'all live down that way, don't you? Don't y'all live in South Alabama down there near him? Yeah, we're in Robertsville. We're right across the bay from Mobile. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. I thought y'all were in Mississippi for some reason. No, not at all. No, No, I mean, thank God for y'all. (laughs) <laughs> well, I, I mean, I like it over there. I mean, uh, there's a lot of great people, and nah, it's trash, but it's a lot like Alabama. I like Mississippi. Yeah, well, as a matter of fact, we got Jamie Douglas coming on next week. <clears throat> the, she's, uh, she's great, man. She she's probably the first uh, good strongman contact I had from Mississippi. Like the second show I ever did was Mississippi Strongest, so she promoted. So yeah, I've I've, I've known Jamie for a long time. Jamie's awesome. She's great. She's a beast too. So yeah, um, she is. Yeah. <laughs> So, the first promotion, the first, first the first promotion. <laughs> I'm the, so proud of you for what? Because <laughs> because you didn't say the thing. I didn't say stuck. the thing. I'm so proud See, of you I right didn't now. Do the thing. <clears throat> the first show you promoted, Southeast Strongman Classic yep. in uh, Montgomery. <clears throat> yeah, May of 2022. Correct. So, uh, why do you want to promote the show? What 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 got you into that? Well, man, like, you know, I started, like I said, competing in 2020, and uh, you know, every show that I looked at was just nowhere near me. You know, and I'm like, man, we're in like, you know, now it's not, it's no Atlanta, but it's the capital of the state. You know, Birmingham's a big city. Like, I didn't see any shows. You know, the only place to go compete was Mobile, and again, nothing against those guys, but you know, I wanted something a little bit closer. I didn't want to, I would like an option maybe to not have to go and drive three or four hours one way and get a hotel and all that. And I was like, you know, I know if, if I'm feeling this way, there's got to be other guys that feel that way too. You know, we should have some more opportunities to compete in this area. So I was like, let me, let me put one on and see if I can, you know, give people another opportunity to compete without having to drive all the way to, you know, middle Georgia or Mobile or Hattiesburg or anything like that or Tennessee or whatever. So l- let me, let me put that on and, yeah, that's that's really how I started, man. That's what got me wanting to promote the first one. Okay, that's great. Um, you know, with with us being down here, me being down where I'm at, I mean, I'm kind of, I'm not real far from from too many things here, you know. But going up to Red Brick, yep. shout out to Zach Roundsville, going up towards mm-hmm. Jackson, that's that's about three and a half hours, four hours from here. But you know, to I was. Uh, you know, Chris Stewart called me out, and unfortunately, we were not able to compete against each other at Mississippi Strongest this past December. But that's in Biloxi. I mean, that's an hour and a half drive for me. That's not bad at all. And you know, and going to yeah. um, Alabama, that's Gulf Shores. It takes me thirty minutes to get down there. So, I uh, yeah. I'm I'm lucky on that regard of having having good places to go. And then I'm you know I'm right down the road from <clears throat> the Mecca. You know, amp amp performance. Shout out to Jake on that one. Yeah. That's a that's a hell of a gym if you haven't ever been there. His name is Jake Johnson. I was there for uh, I was there. I've never trained there. I was there for the Strong Creature of the Tyler Puddle. 
um, that bu- that Bubba and Trey bus did. That's the only time I've been there, though. I wish I had uh, had a chance to get in, get a training session, and I might need to go down there and do that. Dude, yeah, absolutely. Make it. Let's make a day of it. You come down here, and we'll get a good yeah. training in. You can. We'll go. We'll take you to get some good barbecue, and <clears throat> after oh, that, yeah. we'll uh, we'll uh, come back here, smoke cigars, take cold plunges, and just make a day, bro. And that sounds good to me. We'll we'll get together once this once this baby gets here and we get settled, and I can figure out what life looks like. You know, we'll uh, we'll, yeah. we'll think about that. We'll plan a time. Congratulations on yeah, your first child, that, by the way. Thank you, sir. For everybody that don't know, my wife is due with our first child on March sixth. So, amidst a bunch of promotioners, there's also that going on. So, it is uh, crazy in my household right now. <laughs> 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 so this is her first one. So I'm gonna I'm gonna predict yep. now. Her due date is March the sixth. Yeah. Um. I, I bet you says they run late first time. Yeah. I bet I was gonna say you're probably gonna have a. I'm going for the thirteenth. March thirteenth. Oh, nice I'm calling. Well, can't, can't, no, can't do that. Don't say that. Why? Superstitious, man. I'm I'm not, I'm not superstitious. I'm just a little stitious. But okay, well, uh, unlucky, <laughs> un, un, unlucky number thirteen. Yeah. Well, okay. We'll just I, so, okay. So I literally so it's uh, again. I'm not superstitious, but a little stitious. But like literally, when I first asked my my now wife to be my girlfriend in 2019, it was October 13th was the day. But I got off work at like 11 o'clock at night then, and I literally waited until 12 when we were talking to ask her to be my girlfriend because I didn't want our anniversary <laughs> to be the 13th. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, how, look. How yeah. does she know about that? I get it. <laughs> yeah, she knows. Yeah. Okay. She knows. All right. That's, that's flawless. <laughs> hey, that's like, that's like you don't wear a yellow shirt like, to a rodeo. Like, why'd you ask me at midnight? <laughs> she goes, "Why'd you ask me at midnight?" I was like, "Well, I'm not going. It's not going to be the 13th. You know, yeah. can't have that as an anniversary." <laughs> what was that look for, sir? I didn't hear what you said. Oh, I'm sorry. I said this is not like you don't wear a yellow shirt to a rodeo. Mm-hmm. It's bad luck. That's right. <laughs> I guess that's the baseball player in me being superstitious. I don't know, but uh, but yeah, no, we can't. We can't have the 13th. If she gonna have, if she goes into labor on the 13th, she's gonna have to try to hold it. I guess I don't. <laughs> I don't know how that's. <laughs> Well, that's gonna go. Fine, I will, bump, I will bump my prediction back a day for you, sir. Just to, I was going to say the tenth. The tenth? Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. <clears throat> is she gonna try? Is she gonna try doing the natural thing, or is she getting induced, or what? What's the deal there? So, so we're doing like completely natural everything. Like we have a midwife. We're doing it at home. Uh, and oh. we're doing as as nat- as natural as we can, like a hundred percent. Okay. Good luck. Yeah. 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 Definitely we're we're luck. very uh I don't know, like without trying to be as as least polarizing as I can with what I'm about to say, since uh everything that unfolded in twenty nineteen and twenty twenty, we've had we have a lot of distrust in our healthcare system among many other <laughs> systems in our in our country. So uh we're just you know, we're gonna do things our way as much as possible and you know we're going we're just going to do it here you know with a we have a good midwife that we trust very much and we're going to do it right here in the living room <laughs> okay hey look i am not one to judge anybody on their on their choices with kids and childbirth and all that kind yeah. of stuff i'm not that guy like i'm never i'm never going to tell you you need to go to the hospital somebody died in that bed 12 hours ago it's a perfect bed for you to have right. a child in so 
I'm not that guy. We, uh, my uh, ex and I, did not have a good experience with a midwife here. <clears throat> but um, that, like I said, that's everybody's experience is different. Everybody goes through different things and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, the issues that she was having, you would already know if y'all were having those kinds of things because Amber had uh, Amber had preeclampsia. And um, there was a big dispute between her midwife and her about about that. And I was at work in Pensacola and I knew she was going for for doctor's appointment. She had a 24 hour urinalysis before the doctor's appointment and she produced 100 cc's of urine in 24 hours. And it looked like iodine. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was not good. And then we get there, and yeah. there's she goes to the doctor. There's no movement from the baby. They start going through all these things, and like, okay, well, this is where she's at. That's bad. Well, this is what the placenta looks like. That's real bad. And this mm-hmm. is what her blood pressure's been this for how long? Hey, tell you what, we're going to go across the street, and you're having a baby. Because the doctor's office was across the street from the hospital. And she calls me. <laughs> Ball in her eyes out. As soon as you get to the hospital, yeah. we're having a baby. So I uh I broke a lot of laws going from Pensacola to South no. Baldwin Hospital. So she was like, How far along was she during that? Was she like 39, 40 weeks or was she early? She uh Riley was a month early. She was at the 35, wow. 36 week mark. Um oh, yeah. I, by the way, you know, I realize this is your first kid. It's probably not the story you want to hear. <laughs> well, no, I mean, don't get me wrong. I know these kind of things happen. You know, like I, I got, I got one little topic. Listen to this. So, I was born six weeks early, and I was born because my parents got T-boned on my mother's side, the passenger side of the car, which then like put her into labor at like oh. six weeks before I was there, at like the thirty-four week mark. So that was. Yeah, so as long as that doesn't happen, I feel like we're probably winning. Hey, know? man, I'm with it. You know, he's not wrong. He's yeah. not wrong. He's he has a great point. point. He has, he has a good point. My standards are very high for things going well. You know, as long as it's not catastrophic, I'm happy. <laughs> That's he's, fine. Hey, yeah. I'm with it. Yeah, he's like Harrison Ford. He has a good point. He does. He's got yeah. a good point. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I apologize. Going back over my notes here as I take a sip of this still scalding yep. hot coffee. <gasps> Pardon me. So you rebranded and you are now the Southeast Strongman yep. Classic. Um, is that just was that just you know wanted it to make it more of your own and just because uh, you're because you're you are you are very much you, you for sure you're adding to the sport like you are. You're giving back. You're doing. You're doing a lot of great things. You're promoting all these things. You know, we're going to talk about America's strongest state here in just a few minutes. So, yep. you are. You're definitely on the right track, and we. Uh, I for sure appreciate everything you're doing for the sport of strongman right now. So, um, what what made you rebrand? Just easier well, up to for a shirt. <laughs> yeah. Well. Well. First of all, I mean, I I appreciate that. You know, I wanted to make an impact, so I appreciate. It, you know everything you said about you know making an impact on that side. Like that's good, um, but I wanted to do more than one competition, and you know I didn't want to have you know I had the Southeast Strongman Classic and it was successful, and I was like, well, you know it's it's going to be easier, it's going to be more symbiotic if I can have 
you know, one logo that I can maybe tweak for every competition rather than having one competition that's this and one competition that's that. And they're completely different. People aren't going to see, you know, the similarities and things necessarily. And, you know, it's just going to be another show. But if it's under the same brand, you know, if it has a similar name and things like that, people are going to know that, you know, all right, this is kind of part of the same organization, so to speak. I, I say organization. I don't have an LLC or anything like that. Like, it's not a business, but it's under the same umbrella. So I wanted to do the Southeast Strongman Classic again, but I also wanted to try to be involved with other shows because, I mean, I, when did y'all get into the sport? Like 2021, 2022? I started officially in uh, 2022 when I left the fire service. And my first competition okay. was, uh, where was <laughs> I? Battle on the Bayou, the first one that the great Matt Farino had where yeah. um, the, yeah. <clears throat> the 105s went like stupid ridiculous with that um with that Zercher yo because where I met Andrew Perkins as a matter of fact. Dude, I was in that class. I did that show. I was in that one oh five class. <laughs> Were you there? <laughs> yeah, I did that class. I ended up uh I was the second behind Perkins all day, but I made the stupidest rookie mistake every night. They had that axe hold at the end and I tried to readjust my grip and drop the freaking axe. Oh and I got man. last on that and it, Booted me to fourth. Yeah, the dumbest, stupidest rookie thing ever. But uh, no, I did that show. And Matt's a good buddy, so that that was a good, good little show. The only, the only complaint I have is that daggum floor. But other than that, you know, it was a good show. But yeah, it's it's hard when you try to promote one on top of a basketball arena. But anyway, I asked that just to, to kind of illustrate the story that like the amount of competitions, like from like twenty twenty. When I started competing to now, and I'm not, I'm not like an old head. I'm not trying to act like one, but it, like there were very few opportunities before like 2020, and now there's opportunities around every corner. You know, it's 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 ridiculous, and uh, I mean, there's there's people everywhere. So like, I wanted to to help a lot of these newer promoters because obviously, if there's a ton of new promotions, there's a ton of new promoters, and not that I was some big you know, hot shot or anything like that, but I had a lot of equipment. I'd had experience running iron podium and things like that. So I tried to help out people as much as I could. I helped out people in, you know, Georgia, Mississippi, helped out Matt, helped out, you know, people in uh, you know, the Carolinas and just I just wanted to help as many people as I could and help grow the sport, whether I was promoting a show or just kind of having affiliation or any whatever it might be, you know, lending people equipment. You know, I brought a I've brought a truckload of sandbags and dumbbells and farmers and stuff for like Mississippi's strongest man in 2022 and brought a whole, you know, covered trailer full of stuff to uh, Jake Croft, Dr. Sandbags, uh, South Georgia strongest man last year in Valdosta to help him out. And, you know, they, those were, those are all good promotions and the credits, none of mine, but I just wanted to help out those people as much as possible. So that's part of the reason I wanted to have a brand <laughs> to kind of put behind that. And it doesn't hurt if you could sell some shirts. You know, and kind of yeah, give people some give people some pride. You know, and you know you got the slogan, so to speak. The strength lives in the southeast. People are proud of where they're from. They're proud to be strong. So, I mean, it makes sense. I'm I'm southern. I'm about to be strong. So let's put that in a slogan. Let's put that on a t-shirt, man. I Absolutely. like it. I need to get one of those shirts too. I should have got one. Uh, <clears throat> last time I saw you, I should have grabbed one, but I didn't think about it until I <laughs> left, and I was like, "Well, damn, I didn't grab a yeah. shirt." <laughs> But yeah, that was I didn't realize student, by the way. We got flags. Oh. We like flags. Yep. Yep. We yep. sure As will. Of, uh, so I had a promotion 
fall last year, the uh, the Southeast Strongman Open was in September, and I brought the flags out then. So since September, or so we've had flags. If anybody's interested, hit me up. Cool. I'll get your flag. Very cool. Like we were Jake and I were just uh, just looking to see. We have uh, once the renovation is done in this room that has been far overdue. I had insurance issues. Well, yeah, no, no, it wasn't you. And I'm not saying it was your fault. It's not your fault in the slightest. Uh, but yeah, we will have a spot for that. We'll get a, we'll get us a strong crew flag. We'll get a Kratos flag. You know, we could actually hang them on the ceiling. We could I hang see, them on the ceiling. I see That's, where you're getting at. Hey, hey, I see where you're getting at. All right, very all right. much so. Yeah, I don't remember you being at Battle on the Bayou, but I was, I was just trying to survive. That was where I met so many great people there. You know, of course, Matt Farino, you know, the issue with the floor, you know, that was yep. that was a last minute. You know, they they put him on that the day before. You know what? I'm ridiculous. I do remember you. I do remember you. Hey, there was not there was nothing. Yeah. Yeah. There was nothing Matt could have done about that. It was just, you know, and I, he still put on a fantastic show, you know, even with the less than ideal floor situation and all that. It, it was an awesome show. Yeah. I do. You know, I'm ridiculous because I do remember now because after we all <laughs> – we all um, weighed in and registered. Me, you, Matt, Jared, and somebody That's else. Right. We went, got, went to that hot dog place. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's I right. That now, uh, my bad, Brandon. I'm sorry, man. Yeah, that's that's. Yep, yep. And uh, man, I know you talk about the middleweight class tearing it up on that Zercher. I was more impl- impressed with the lightweight novices, specifically Tab Hadaway, who did like a. 700 pounds Zercher, and we're like, how in the hell is he, what is he holding it with? The most like, gracious I, how is, pass out I've <laughs> ever seen in my life. I'm telling you, man, that was, it was insane. And I, when I started <clears> training <throat> that event, I was like, oh my goodness, this is going to be, this is going to do me in, man. Because I was doing like 475 and it almost killed me. I think I pulled out like a 625 on comp day, but dude, I was seeing stars. It was, that was a rough event. Oh no, I did not train heavy enough for that at all. That was all me. All my fault, you know. I <clears throat> I had four seventy five and I made it three steps, and I thought I was going to see Jesus. So I was <laughs> I bowed out early on that one. But dude, it was so awesome. Yeah, seeing all that stuff. Um, see, mm-hmm. I met I met you. I met Jared to see. We got Cruz Taylor, big Cruz Taylor. Yep. I met him there. Yeah. Um, met Perkins there. Zach Groundsville was there. Jamie mm-hmm. Douglas was there. Man, a lot of people Fox was there. Box was there. That's my coach. Yeah, yeah. He's uh he ended up uh he took second, I think, behind Perkins. I forget who got third. I think Brett Simpson got third. Yeah, that and, was, uh, ooh, was a, you remember that? Was that? A class. You remember you remember I remember, I remember. him because he did a they they called him because he did a, I think he was getting ready to uh go off the, it was like seven hundred or something like that. It was some stupid weight. And he picked it On and Zercher, yeah. Yeah, he picked it and set it back down because he wanted to readjust, and they told him that counted as yeah. his rep, and he couldn't go again. <clears throat> yeah, uh, and man, you know it's one of those situations where like it, it it sucks, but you know they were they were clear in the rules. Yeah, uh, it, it it yeah. I mean, there's there's usually like, when you have a new event, like you don't see Zerter yokes in every competition, right? That's not a normal event. It's not like a log clean and press. Anytime you have an event that's not normally done, there's usually Somebody across the classes that you know has something like that, and unfortunately, that was a ended up being a big, big deal for him. Oh yeah, that dude was that dude was ready to fight the world after that. 
Man, oh, yeah. he was hot. But mm-hmm. it's that's how it goes sometimes, man. There, you know, you had shout out Chris Stewart, Damian Norris, you know, um yep. solid yep. judges. They're the same across the board for everybody. So <clears throat> without a doubt. So um what's next for the uh Southeast Strongman? What's uh where are you going? Where are you going from here with that? You've done the second Southeast Strongman Classic this past March. Um, That's right. What's the uh, What's the next step for that? Well, you know, we just had. Uh, I don't know when this is airing, but as of this recording, a few weeks ago, we had the Southeast Strongest State, um, and on the same days, we had the Northeast Strongest State, Midwest Strongest State, and West Coast Strongest State as part of America's Strongest State. You know, the regional qualifiers. And we had yeah. fifteen states throughout the country put put together teams of you know heavyweights. 105s, 90s, women, and all all compete in the same events on the same day, compared head-to-head, you know, to see who can qualify for America's Strongest State. So America's Strongest State is on February 17th in Tallahassee, Florida. So that's a, that's a big one. That's uncharted territory. This, this whole team thing, is it's uncharted territory, you know. So we're just, you know, I, and I've gotten, man, I've gotten all kind of backlash for that. Like, you wouldn't believe the backlash from people just trashing it and uh, talking a ton of crap. But, uh you know, it's been a great event, and uh, everybody that's competed has had nothing but good things to say. I've had nothing but good feedback from anybody that was even remotely involved with it, so it's great. And uh, that's on February 17th in Tallahassee, and on March 23rd in Panama City Beach, Florida, we have the the third Southeast Strongman Classic, so that'll be a fun one. Yeah, Brandon, I've been meaning to ask you about that. Um, what's wrong with yep. you? Why do you hate people? Why do you, why, <laughs> why do you, why do you want us to die? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. see, uh, you know that that's a good question because it, it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be fun, but it might be quite miserable carrying sandbags on sand. I but can tell you, know, it'll uh, it'll be cool. It'll be fun. Uh, I think it'll be it'll be a real good time. It's gonna be during spring break in Panama City, so dude, it's gonna be a party. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be awesome. You know, everybody's gonna have a great time. Uh, we're going to be, you know, real close to all the big restaurants and the shops and Pier Park and all that kind of thing. So it, it's going to be a real good time. Sweet, dude. I don't know what Strongman looks like for me this year. Um, if I will be able to compete in anything at all, I don't know. Because yeah. as well as the shoulder thing, I'm going uh, this airs. See, today is the 21st. This will air on the 24th. Wednesday, we drop every Wednesday. Yeah. Um, so that's when that'll that's when it'll air. <clears throat> so tomorrow, I'm going to a chiropractor to look at my neck because <clears throat> uh, uh, migraines are getting worse and worse. Um, other issues are getting worse and worse. So I, uh, I I've said I've told this many times on on here before, but I, I don't think you've heard it that I dropped a 200 pound sandbag on my head. At Red Brick last April, and um, yeah, that has severely that's done some damage to my neck. So mm. I got to do something because you know, like I said, I'm I'm getting migraines on the regular, and it's just worse and worse, and it just feels like the feels like the back of my head is being peeled apart with the uh, with a screwdriver. It's terrible. So I got to oh, do man. something. Yeah, like I I'm not one to complain about pain. Because it just it is what it is. Life is pain, but man, it is unreal. 
how much and that then, one I, spot I can hurt. If, uh, I don't know if anybody told you when you got in a straw man, but uh, you, you're not supposed to do that. You're right. You're right. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I'd i heard that, but you know, I had to find out for myself. Oh, oh <clears> I see. And to make, so, make sure if they know what they're talking about. Yeah, I had to make sure, you know, I was like, is this really going <laughs> to suck? And it does. Um, <laughs> that was event two at Red Brick. Event number one was an arm over arm truck pull. So I could like when that was over with, mm-hmm. and it's Zach Roundsville. Shout out to Zach. He'll be he'll be coming in here soon, also. Uh, and it's you know it's no malice or anything towards Zach. I mean this is, is what it is. But my hands, right. like my grip, like I could barely close my hands around a water bottle at the end of that event. And. <clears throat> Event number two was a press Bentley. So it was axle log and then sandbag, which I had the sandbag. Oh, like I would have gave me the rep, but I understand why the judge did not. It was see who it was. It was Josh Smith. And I think Thomas Martin were calling on that one, that one that day, whatever, you know, they were, they were the same for everybody all day. So I'm not complaining. I'm not saying you should have gave me that rep. No, no, I'm not complaining. Yeah. So, but yeah, it slipped out of my hand as I, as I was at full extension, it slipped out of my hand and hit me in the head. And mm. that really ruined the rest of my day. Did you finish the show? Yeah, I competed. I finished everything. I had to, uh, I had to drop down on the weight on the, the deadlift. They had a 13 yeah. inch deadlift. Uh, mm-hmm. I pulled for, I wanted to try for five for six twenty five. which in hindsight, I guess I should have. Cause I got five twenty five for four before I almost passed out going for the fifth one, and um, <laughs> that a sandbag carry wow. up to uh, three hundred pounds, and I had the three hundred pound sandbag at my knees, and I had to drop it because it I was is that was excruciating. So I was like, you know what, I'm I'm walking yeah. out of here today instead of being carried out because I've tweaked my neck and now I'm walking like a flamingo or something. So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. And that's, and that's that's crazy, man. But it just goes to show you that you know the slightest little thing can you know in this sport can lead to major damage. Yeah, it can. And then it's a dangerous sport, man. I think people take that for granted. It's a it's a dangerous sport, you know. And you, it could be somebody that completely knows what they're doing, you know. And people get hurt. Like it, you don't. It ain't one of those things where you have to like not know what's going on and it's an accident. You can do everything right and still get hurt. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And. um you know, I'm not I'm not a testament of anything other than just being dumb, but anybody could do it. <clears throat> so Yeah. And instead of being smart like I should have and said, you know what, maybe I should go get this looked at. Mm-mm. I decided to compete two more times that year. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, Fox It Up Classic in May. Of course, it was it was for my coach, it was for my boy. I had to be there for my boy. That's my guy. That's, That's right. my man. I, I I had to be there for him to compete. And then um Alabama. I did Alabama uh, last year because in 22 I had yeah. to, I had to withdraw from the competition because I tested positive for COVID three days before. And mm. uh, now, now, Josh, have you have you done a a Southeast Roman competition? I have not. Shame on you, sir. Well, hey, hold on now. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> I haven't done one yet. Yet, okay. So, I mean, you know, registration is still open for the beach pass if, you, if you're feeling up to it. I'm not feeling up to it. I can tell you right now, just looking at the events and where it's going to be, <laughs> I'm not feeling up to it. 
As a matter of fact, well, it, it, Trey, might, it might it might be on the beach, but it'll probably the temperature will probably be quite pleasant in Panama City in, in March. It's not going to be 140 degrees, so yeah. it, it should probably feel pretty comfy. I got to look and see where my body weight's going to be by then too, because I'm down, bro. I'm yeah, I'm the lightest I've been in two years. I'm down to 262 right now. And I don't like it. Yeah, well, we got a 265 class, you know, so you can hop in that 265 or you could always sign up 231 if you're feeling froggy. And if you weigh a little bit heavy, then it's bump up. Ain't no big deal. Yeah, we'll see where we're at. February 23rd <laughs> is going to be my last PT appointment to find out if they are satisfied and I don't need to have a surgery or they're like, you know what? We yep. did everything we could. We still need to go in there and cut on you some. So. <gasps> we'll see. Well, uh, I def- definitely hope that goes well. I mean, I, of course, I would love for you to do one of my shows, but I'd rather you be healthy and not and uh, not do it than come do it and get hurt. So certainly yeah. take care of yourself for sure. But you know, I will. It is it is on my list doing uh, doing one of your shows. I need to come up to the Forge for Mr. Todd Williams. I need to come do one of his shows. Yeah. Um, have, you, I wanna, have you been to one of Chuck Ellison's shows? Uh, I will be there. In uh, in a coaching capacity in April. Okay, <clears throat> isn't that Chuck For the, the F and strong? strong? Yeah, isn't that Chuck? That, yeah, yeah, that is. He does limit breaker. He does F and strong. I feel like I'm leaving something out. Um, um he, the dude's got the dude's got like five Instagram pages. He has his personal. He has F and strong. He has Alabama strongman. No, I think that's the only competitions. F and strong, and then the limit breaker. But but he runs good shows, man. That's a good. That's a good. The the effing strong is a real good one for people that aren't super experienced to it. Like if you've got clients that are pretty new to it, that's a really good one to get into. But it's also good for seasoned athletes. But if you really want to push it, then the limit breaker is a great show. He he ran that well last year, and it's it's booming this year. He's a he's definitely a promoter to look to for for good shows. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, and he's just a great guy. Chuck is just a great guy. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, him and Todd both. You know, him and Todd both do so much for the sport. So. Um, yeah. I wish I wish they were doing shows in 2020 when I started Strongman, but but I say that you know because it's closer to me. But if they were, then maybe I wouldn't uh, start on Southeast Strongman because there might not have been a need in this area. You know, being that they're a little closer to me, so yeah. Hey. Uh, but they're doing great. They're doing great things, though. They're doing great, great things, and I, I love the fact that athletes have all these opportunities. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, I will be there in April for F and Strong. I've got uh, I've got my. My protege, I guess I'll call him. He's not really a protege. My protege. He's just he asked me to help coach him. And I'm help coaching him. He right. is doing so good. I'm so proud of that dude. Uh, he signed up for the learners class, but I told him I was like, bro, if you keep going the way you're going, you don't need to do that. You're gonna. It's not gonna be any fun for yeah. you to just go and destroy everybody for nothing. So, hmm. <clears throat> who's that? We, uh, his name is Josh Lassiter. Um, he's uh, he's he him and his wife are. Mm-hmm. Are down here. They uh, started coming to our strongman group, and um, okay, cool. He, he was doing the Mitchell Hoop Mitchell Hooper coaching thing, but he wanted he wanted yeah. him and his wife wanted something more personal. And you know, they both you know they both yeah. came to me and were like, "Hey, you're with us most of the time when we train, and if you're not, we know where to find you, and you know you you yeah. know what to prepare. Yeah, you've got a little bit of experience. You know, it's a little bit more personal, so." Will you will you program a coach? Like, Absolutely. Yeah. No problem whatsoever. Yep. So yeah. and he, he is that's doing how, uh, that's that's how a lot of my coaching started. You know, I've got I've got about ten or so coaching clients myself, and that's how a lot of it started. It was just, you know, guys mm-hmm. that wanted to train with me and was like, Hey, will, like, will you coach me? And I'm like, Yeah, you know, and 
And I've been a certified personal trainer since 2017, and I've studied strength coaching for years. I haven't went and got the CSCS, but I mean, just because I ain't got a piece of paper, don't mean I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Even though some people, some people might equate a piece of paper to knowledge or to knowledge to intelligence, but those people are usually pretty stupid themselves. Yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, I've got, I've got a lot of clients myself, and you know, it's a lot of them have started that way. You know, I got not most of my clients are either novice or just getting into the open class, and honestly. Like I enjoy that more than anything because it's people that do it because they love it, not do it because they're chasing titles. And they might get there someday. You know, maybe there's a lot of guys that have a ton of potential that I coach, but I love getting those guys that want a podium in that novice show and then they go win that novice show. The guy this past year, I'm gonna shout him out. His name's Dylan Thibodeau. He was uh he did heavyweight novice at Alabama Strongest Man. I believe he tied for third. And then he went and did the Rougarou. He's from Louisiana, so he went and did the Rougarou. They came and Ray puts on in November, and the dude made the podium in the open class. Not not even a few months removed from being a novice. So, like, dude, that gives me some more joy than than coaching a world level athlete. Honestly. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, yeah, same with uh, yeah. same with Josh. Uh, and I expressed heavily to them. You know, I don't have. You know, I'm not certified as a personal trainer. You know, it's it's something I plan to do to get that certification yep. just just to have that behind my name and just so it's just like well you're just an instagram influencer or whatever it's like first of all i am not an yeah. influencer in the slightest <laughs> i am by no yeah. means am i an influencer i just post a lot of stuff and most of yeah, the things I that mean, i post is training yeah. stuff or strongman stuff or just doing yeah. things that suck so i do mm-hmm, have people mm-hmm. I do have people that ask me from time to time, not nearly as much as they used to, which is, well, whatever. <sighs> but I expressed to them heavily. I was like, look, I am not, like, I'm not telling you that this is going to work for you. This is why we got to have an open dialogue. Yeah. You know, you don't like something, we'll tweak it. You do like something, we'll keep it that. Or, That's right. you know, was like, just tell me what you're feeling. You know, I talked to him a minimum of once a week, you know, to find out what his program's like, what he's thinking about it. And, yeah all that kinds of stuff, just have an open dialogue and all that kinds of stuff. Hopefully we're going to, I'm going to get him over to amp cause you know, he's brand new to strong man. He's never yeah. done. He's never done any of these events that are, um, that are a part of his competition. So I'm gonna get him on a car deadlift so he can experience that and those kind of things. But dude, he's just, he's got such a big heart and so much potential. He's going to do, he's going to go as far as he wants to on this. And you know, it's just, I'm yeah. just, I'm proud of him already before he hadn't even competed yet. That's awesome, man. And you know, you know, it's funny cause you know, you'll get some crap from people online. Like you were talking about, Oh, you're just uh you're just an online coach, blah, blah, blah. You don't know what you're talking about. And most of the time, those people are just better because they can't do what you're doing. You know, like I've got, I've gotten a lot of crap on a lot of things I've done. Most of it's from a couple of people that are just sad and bitter because they failed at trying to do the same thing. And I can, I can pride myself on the fact that I've never had a single coaching client leave me and go to her, to another coach. If I've had clients leave, it's because they're not, you know, they got hurt and they're not going to be able to train strong man for a little while. And they, you know, they want to take a little bit of time off and then they come back or, you know, financial situations, which I get, but. And I've yeah. had people come to me from pro level athletes to to come and be and, and you know you know be one of my clients, but I've never had a single athlete leave me and go to another coach. So I must be doing something right. And any of my athletes would tell anybody that you know that is questioning, they would say that exact same thing. So uh, you know, it's there's a I don't I don't want to go into it too much necessarily, but there's been a whole lot of hate directed towards me in probably the last six months or so. Uh, mostly by a select few individuals, but by a little crowd, you know, just trying to attack a lot of different things. But 
you know, especially my coaching and my athletes can attest to it. There's a, you know, I, I can pride myself on that because I've done right by every single one of them and every single one of them has progressed. And that's, that's my goal. So I, I can hang my hat on that at the end of the day and be happy with that. Hey man, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, it's, um, it's a shame that there are, that there's people that are, there's people out there that aren't going to be happy with things, you know, and I have, I have yeah. heard, <clears throat> I will say that I have heard some, some scuttlebutt and I have, I have done my best to stay yeah. unbiased. Cause I don't know. I don't know the whole story. I don't know everything that's going on. I don't, I, it's, it's okay. It's not my business to know. So I don't have anything bad to say about well, you. If it, you know, you know, I will, I will say too, if there's, if there's any of that scuttlebutt that wants to be addressed, I'm certainly not, uh, not afraid or not, you know, opposed to doing so publicly because I have absolutely nothing to hide and absolutely nothing to be ashamed of. So if there's anything, you know, and I know y'all may not want to be, you know, doing this podcast and put things on blast, but if there's any questions you guys have or anything y'all want to bring up, I'm more than willing to talk about it with you guys or with anybody else in the sport. Okay. That's, that's great, man. Um, that's not why we brought you on. So, um, yeah, we're, our, our here. Let me here, let me put it out here as flat as I can put it right now. Um, yeah, Jacob and I, as far as any issue goes outside of anything on this podcast with anybody, we are one hundred percent unbiased. We yeah. we are not we're not here to pick sides. We're not gonna we're not gonna do any of that kinds of stuff. And we're not we're not here to give people a podium to put things on blast. Um, yeah. Tyler's Tyler's coming on to discuss the issue that he had with with the official strongman games this year, but that's right. Yeah, uh, something like that <clears throat> I think needs to have a little bit of airtime. But as far well, as you know, I, I will I will say if I can hop in real quick, you know, that's to give a little to give people a little bit of context. That's you know when y'all reached out to me, one of the things I said was like, "Are you sure you want me on your podcast?" There's been a little. A little bit of stuff going on, and y'all did say, and I appreciated that y'all said, "Look, we don't care about any of that. You're growing the sport, and we want to talk about that." Yeah, and that's what I appreciated, and that's why I wanted to come on the podcast. You know, if it was, if it was one of the things where we're strictly to talk about the the drama, then I wouldn't have been, you know, I probably wouldn't have been into it. You know, if that's something that people want to discuss, we can discuss it. But my goal in this sport has always been to grow it, and I like the fact that that's what y'all want to talk about. So that that's why I came on, man, and I'm I'm super glad that that y'all had that response when I said that. You know, because I know I've been a uh, a little bit of a controversial figure for some reason or another. And, uh, I'm glad that's not, uh, the reason that y'all reached out to me. No, it's not. <clears throat> we, um, so we are, we're not a, we're not a strongman podcast. Would you agree with that? Jake? We are a, whatever we feel like talking about podcasts. Yeah. We're whatever we want to be. And yeah. we, yeah. and I think it's been addressed a couple of times, but, uh, we'll say it again that <clears throat> we've had a lot of strongman athletes and strongman people in general, on the show because that yep. is by far where we got the most support immediately. Like once it got out to the, to uh, core people in the strongman community, then it was just like, it spread like wildfire. Yeah. And I will say the catalyst for that. I got to give it to my, my coach, Josh Fox, <clears throat> who, um, who I sent, we had John Bass on and, uh, I sent it to, to Josh and he messaged me back. He said, is this your podcast? I said, it is. He said, hmm. pardon my French, but why the fuck are you 19 episodes deep on a podcast and I'm just now hearing about it? 
<laughs> so that was that was where that came from. And then I had all these we had all these people that were all of a sudden supporting us and it was from the strongman community. So we're not a strongman podcast. We're whatever we want to be, but we do have a platform for people to come on and discuss the things that they're doing. Like you have things that you're doing that we want to hear about. Jamie Douglas is coming next week. We want to hear what she's got going on. We want to, we want to hear what Zach Roundsville's got going on. We've got, we're talking to whoever we want to talk to and we are not, I repeat, we are not going to fuel drama in any any shape or form. That is absolutely not what we want to do. Would you agree with that, sir? Yes, very much so. And the other thing and is, I'll be honest, man. That's a that's that's a good thing for me because you know I got into this sport, and I think most people will share the sentiment that the one thing they love about this sport is the community. Absolutely, right? like there's not a sport there's not a sport that's as supportive of people that you're competing against as strong man. And I'll be honest, Alina, over the past few months, I haven't felt that as much except for when I'm there at my competitions immediately before and immediately. I like people support the brand and people support the competitions and I, and I appreciate the living heck out of it. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I love every single one of you, but you know, there, there is a lot of drama and I, you know, I've been thinking a little bit over the past few months, like, man, like this is uh, it, it feels different than it used to. You know, it used to feel very welcoming and it used to feel very supportive and everybody had everybody's back. And it crazy enough, man, it's the old heads that are claiming how much they've done that are doing the most damage and being the most hateful. Everybody that's new to the sport is absolutely lovely and is just super nice. And that's what I love about this sport is how many people are like that, you know, and they're like I, I, when when some people had some cross things to say, it caught me off guard because I was like, dang, I didn't I, I thought, you know. We all had the same goal, which was to be great and to grow the sport and to be great to each other, and 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 that's what I really love about the sport. But I, I haven't I haven't felt that as much lately. But uh, I'm I'm glad to know that you guys do have that that same goal, and I, and I can tell by talking to you that 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 is indeed the case. Yeah, um, Jake, what were you going to say, sir? I was going to say um, on my part, I don't do the lifting. It's not because I don't want to. It's just. I, I'm very concerned with some physical ailments I have. Uh, I got a next. I'm putting off a next surgery that I've already been told I need to do. Um, I've been having lower back problems. I already had a back uh, surgery a few years ago. So my involvement in in the strongman is just talking about it and enjoying listening and learning. So myself, I'm very neutral. I have no sway either way. And that's yeah. kind of just my personality overall. I'm I'm a very easygoing, just go with it kind of person. <laughs> so when people tell me that other people find issues with someone else over nothing, it just kind of bothers me in a sense of why do you yeah. go out to search for an issue when there isn't one? So yeah. the, the biggest thing that Josh and I feel like that we do here is that we do stay neutral because... If the person has an issue with something, well, we also believe the person that has the issue with a thing or a person go to the person and fix the issue. Yes. So exactly. We, we just yes. seem we we just see it as if you're going to complain, go to the issue and complain or fix the issue by going to the issue. Don't just round about it around the bush kind of thing. It's annoying. Yeah. So well, and you know, uh, there's a there's a couple of things I feel about that. One, I couldn't agree with that more, and that's one of the things that aggravated me is that nobody did that. You know, they complained behind my back or whatever. 
where they would, you know, they, they would go in, in, in my DMs or something like that, but wouldn't say anything and I, when I saw that person. But that's, again, this is, you know, not, not worth giving airtime to. But one thing I do want to give airtime to is y'all are building a pretty good thing here. Have y'all ever done anything live? Because I got a couple competitions coming up that the Sofa Chronicles might cover. We have not, but it has been discussed. Very much um, so. The things that we discussed doing live is not actual competition. It's been a workout or two at okay. AMP. Yes. Well, yeah, we are. Um, I need to get over to AMP here in the near future to discuss having a strong crew roundtable. Having yes. uh, Just Ooh, packing it out. Good. Oh man, having like having you know Jake there's the owner of the gym and the proprietor of all that, and then we we're gonna have you know we're yeah. gonna have Tyler Davis, we're gonna have Andrew Lewis, we're gonna have Keith Lowe's, we're gonna have Chris Stewart, we're gonna have Damian Norris, we're gonna have Livy Welch, we're gonna have um, uh, we'll get Fox in there if we can, uh, if we can get Daniel yeah. take down for that, we're gonna get Daniel in that. Um, who else was it? Is it that that's already more people than. Was already said they wanted to be there. Yeah, it's so a bunch. It's a bunch added, of people. I was like, you probably added six people so, that's, that so says I, they want to be there. I, I like that. I, I like that idea. So Southeast Strongman does sponsor some athletes. Which sounds like we need to do a Southeast Strongman roundtable. Uh oh, we can absolutely do that as well. I have no issue. Not yeah. at all. I mean, so just to talk about some of those guys. I mean, Trey Godbold, of course, Bubba Sorensen. You know, God rest his soul. Trey Leonard, Dev, Devin Steele, Sorensen, Cole Webster. uh, Andrew Perkins, Caleb Vaughn, you know, to, just to name a few. You know, we got we got some good guys that, that I didn't know you. Know, that, that I didn't know you sponsored Caleb. Banner. I didn't know you sponsored yeah, Caleb. You know, That's the, cool. Any of these uh, the sponsor that I mean, they they do any of my shows free of charge. You know, just in, in exchange for promoting the brand. You know, I'll send them anything that I have, shirts, flags, anything like that, free of charge, just to kind of help get the name out there. Just just guys that I know and guys that I'm close with and friends with, you know, and that are great athletes that I would love to have, you know, spread the the Southeast Strongman name and the brand to be part of the team. So yeah, we got a we got a good little team of athletes. Um uh, and yeah, we're we're building a pretty good thing. So I'd love to have a round table with you guys because pretty much most of if not all of them will be at the the classic. Bro, we could definitely make that happen. Um Let's uh let's get you past having a baby. That seems important. Let's uh let's not take yeah, away from that. That's a big one, yeah. Let's not take away no, from I'm that. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have like a backup promoter on standby in case we haven't had the baby and the wife goes into labor during the competition. So we're gonna we'll have a backup promoter on standby. Probably Matt Fernando. Matt's at all my shows. So I'll probably let him know, hey man, just in case, you know, if she goes into labor, you're gonna have to run things. There's no pressure. Uh but uh yeah, we'll figure it out. <laughs> Matt Farino, dude, just you can't give that guy enough praise. That guy is such a wonderful human. Oh, he's top notch, man. He he goes he goes to more shows than anybody I've ever seen. Yes, he's been he goes to OSG. He goes to you know all these high level shows, and the dude is he he takes so if uh, any promoter that hears this, the dude takes so much pressure off my shoulders. I don't have to think about Iron Podium or a score sheet, or neither does my judge or my scorekeepers or anything. Like we don't have to think about anything. The dude comes prepared he comes ready he prints out new sheets for every event you don't even have to think you don't have to think you'd have to you have to count reps and you have to write it down that's all you have to do it takes so much pressure off everybody the dude is a godsend and i mean that oh yeah matt Farno is he is so amazing and you know i know that he wants to compete i know he wants to try to get back in it or he did the last time i talked to him about that but dude yeah. his his place right now 
and the capacity that he is in is is amazing. Uh, and he's just uh, it, it was I, I swear at the last five competitions I've done, I've seen Matt there with a clipboard or a laptop at th- at least three of them. Hundred um, percent. You'd be you'd be hard pressed to find a competition around here that's a that he's not at. He's, I mean, he's such a wonderful human, and we, I'm, I'm poking him, trying to get yeah. him on the podcast. I've reached out to him and asked him. He's, uh, he wants to wait a little bit. That's cool, Matt. We love you. You're, you're welcome here anytime. And just to, just to close out this little drama section that we had going on here, um, <laughs> I'll call it a discussion. It's not drama. Yeah, drama we're not, disc- we're not airing d- discussion anything. here. A, we are a subsection. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We, we're, we're gonna remain unbiased. We're not gonna yes. we're not gonna feed the drama. We're not gonna feed the negative talk. We're not gonna feed any of that because we ourselves are not we're not about that. In our personal lives, we're not about yeah. that. We want we want to like look, just love everybody. Just mm-hmm. just just love people. I mean, if you disagree, yeah. you disagree, but just love people. Let's let's try that for a little while. And I can say that, you know, yeah. the regulars that we've had on the show and just the regulars that we're around, you know, the people that we talk about the most, you know, we talk about we talk about Fox a lot. He's a wonderful human. We talk about John Bass a lot. He's a wonderful human. Daniel we talk Tate. about Daniel and Aaron Tate a lot. They're amazing, wonderful humans. Mm-hmm. And just you know, our regular people like that, just 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 love people, and you know yeah. they're just let's let's just do that. And if you got something to say about somebody, say it to somebody. Let's let's try yeah. that. Eat. You never know; having a healthy discussion may may just help warm things over a little bit. They be an adult about it. That's, that's right. Yeah, that's right. That's 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 the biggest thing, you know. Is, if I, I got no problem with somebody taking an issue with something that I do, you know, I, I try to do a lot of things in his sport. I, it's inevitable. Uh, somebody's not going to like something I do. But, you know, if somebody comes to me and says, hey, man, I got an issue with this and this is why X, Y, and Z. I ain't got no problem having that conversation at all. You know, call me, I'll give you my phone number, call me up on the phone. We'll talk about it in person. I go to a lot of comps, you know. Hey. Talk to me in person, but, you know, I got, I got like no that. issue with that mm-hmm. at all. So, and, we like that. Same yeah. same thing Daniel was saying last week. You know, we were talking about, you know, self-improvement and working yeah. on uh, being 1% better yeah. and uh, all these kinds of things and you're saying the same thing here. So that's that's apparently yeah. it's apparently it's a widespread thing that we could just, you know, hey, just tell me. Mhm. And it's real easy to get an issue solved whenever you actually bring the issue to the person that you have an issue with. Because yep. if you go to the source it really of it, is. it's really, really difficult to get things out of out of character or you know misunderstood. Yeah. Because the going through the grapevine is sometimes helpful because you finally get a hold. You can get the attention of what's going on to the person because you don't have the direct contact. Sure, but when you actually have the ability at a place that you're both going to be at. You can both just go and say, hey, this is my issue with what you've done. Let's figure out why this happened kind of thing. Well, yeah. I, I will say well, there's a time I, and, and a place for that. And yeah. if uh, if I'm running a show, like if I'm promoting a show, and unless it's an issue like directly involving that show that we're doing that day, probably not the time to do that because there's a thousand other things going yeah, right. on. After that's over with, bro, yep. let's... Let's let's talk. But well, yeah, that's let, that's what I mean. Like, oh, when, okay. when, I'm sorry. When you're, when you're both at the place and it's the correct time, yeah, you solve the issue because okay. there's 
there's been times where, like when I was playing slow pitch uh, and I was playing in big money tournaments and stuff like that. Like there's the tournament, the tournament organizers, and then you had your umpires and you had your head ump. And there's times I'd go to both of those guys, the head ump and the organi- organizer for the tournament and say, Hey, this is the issue I have with this particular umpire or with the way that something that's been ran can you explain it to me what i'm misunderstanding about the rules or what's going on because if you approach somebody just angry then it's not going to work during the or uh, during the event but if you just go up and say hey this is my issue i don't understand what's going on why i'm having the issue can you at least take a couple minutes and explain it to me um, because I could yep. use one, I could use a reference. Uh, uh, I was playing in Worlds down in Orlando, and the team I was playing on, like we were losing bad, like we were losing bad. But the the guy who was batting, I was on second. <laughs> the guy who was batting hit a pop fly to outfield. The outfielder caught it, and it was out of ba- like he was in foul territory, but caught the ball, so the ball was still alive. And I tagged up from second and scored because he just nonchalantly threw it in. Well, they told me to go back. And I didn't understand why. And they said, well, something along the lines of, well, it was the second fly or the second foul ball. So he was out anyways. It's like, you're right. But the fielder caught the ball. It's still a live ball. It's only dead when it hits foul territory. And then it's a dead ball out for his third strike. But since the outfielder caught the ball, it's still a live ball. I don't understand why I had to go back to second. And, you know, I went to the organizer, I went to the umpire that made the call, and I went to the head um, uh, umpire that ran all those guys. And then whenever I explained from my point of view why I was wrong to them, all three of us sorted, or all four of us sorted it out because I brought the issue to them in a way that's like, hey, I don't understand why. I need to know. Like, Just explain it to me so I don't do this again in a future game and, and possibly get my team in trouble. So that's why that's why I'm saying you could do it during an event as long as you go up to somebody in a calm manner about yep. the issue. Indeed. Yeah. So my thing is this, guys. You know, my th- my thing is, you know, <clears throat> if people have good feedback, I love it. Thank you very much. I welcome it. If somebody has bad feedback, I love it. Thank you very much. I welcome it because I want to get better. And if I'm doing something wrong, I want to know that so I can correct that wrong. Now, if you approach it like a child and you send 13 unresponded to messages in my DMs calling me every name under the sun, I'm not going to dignify that with a response. But if you want to have a conversation face to face, I've got no issue with that. If, if people want to have a conversation with adults and say, look, man, I think this is where you could have improved. Great. There's not a successful business or organization or promotion alive that has an accepted negative feedback and, and grown from that. I have no issue whatsoever with negative feedback. I have issue with people being jerks. That's the only issue I have. If somebody Mm -hmm. disagrees with something I do, that is completely okay. Everybody is entitled to their opinion. But you are also, you you know, you can also be entitled to show me respect that as the same as I show you. So as long as somebody does that, I have absolutely no problems with any person. Somebody comes to me and goes, hey, man, respectfully, like you put a lot of effort into this show. But it sucked. Can I tell you why? Yeah, tell me why. I don't, I'm not going to enjoy hearing that feedback, but it's going to make me a better promoter because of it. But when somebody just rants and raves and calls you every name up under the sun, that's, that's not productive. I think we're all on the same page here. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think we need to 
necessarily give this kind of this this topic any more airtime. But I think I think we've all kind of said what we need to say on that. Yeah, we That's can true. we can leave the words at exactly. What, very what much, you got next on the list over there, sir? Uh, let's see. The he kind of touched on it already with the America's Strongest State. It, make sure I'm not muted. Yes. Yeah, there we go. Uh, February 17th is the next one. Uh, we've got the Southeast Strongman yep. Classic coming to Panama City Beach on March 23rd. <clears throat> Excuse me. Which you have, which you have no faith in. You're hating on already, and I resent that. John. No, I'm not. I'm not saying that I don't have any faith in your competition. <laughs> I'm, kidding, I'm just kidding. I don't have any faith I'm in my kidding, ankles. Man, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving you a hard time, man. No, I don't have, dude. I have, I, I have all the faith in you in the world. I do, and I'm not going to be the one to put you down. I'm just saying that looking at the competition no. and looking at the list of events, I was like, wow, this looks terrible. <laughs> no, but, I'm, not, I'm just giving you a hard time, man. I know it. No, it's uh, it, it's one of those where I realize it's probably not a good set of events for most competitors. But there's going to be a few people that are like, man, that's awesome. And most people are going to be like, man, like three of those events are great, but the other two are horrendous well, <laughs> or whatever the, it might be. Well, the thing about building a competition is there is never, ever, ever going to be one person or excuse me, one, one competition that's going to accustom to everybody. This is not going to happen. Well, of course. <clears throat> and, you know, it's, it was kind of like World's Strongest Man last year. They had... They had the, a carry in the sand for the qualifier. Yeah. Uh, um, the loading, yeah. Yeah, they had a loading race in the sand, which I looked at that and I said, oh my God, that looks terrible. But That sucks, yeah. There is only one, maybe two events that I would see in a competition that would keep me from registering, and that is a Zercher Yoke carry. And, uh, um, yeah, shout, shout out, Matt Fernando. Shout out, man. <laughs> uh, I, <laughs> I was um I wasn't gonna say Matt Farino's name, but yeah, that was the no, God, that's, Matt, that's, Matt, knows, Matt knows I love him. No, it's it's okay. It's okay. Matt knows I love him too. And Matt knew Matt knew that day that I thought that the Zercher yoke was hot dog water. And it was it was absolutely horrible. <laughs> it was well, absolutely say, you know, horrible. If you, if you promote enough shows, you're gonna, you know, get creative with events, and you're gonna come up with a couple that people, you know, that end up being events. Like, okay, that was cool, but I'm not gonna do that event again. Yeah. And I think uh, I, I've got one of the, I've got one of those too. You know, last year I had, at the classic, I had a, a Max Yoke pick. Which like, so was, if you watch the strongest man in history where they did like the whiskey barrel lift where yeah. they lifted like two thousand pounds, you know, just to pit. I did I did that with the yoke. Yeah, that was and the most that, like that, alpha bro no. thing. No. <laughs> now we had now keep in mind we had like hundred athletes, but that event claimed four ACLs. Ooh. Uh, so I was like, Yeah, I'm probably not gonna put that back in the show. It was cool because somebody lifted seventeen hundred and fifty pounds, but I'm probably not gonna put that back in the show because even though it's only four out of even though it's four people out of a hundred, I still don't want people too many people had to go to the ambulance that day for that event and I didn't like that. Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. God, seventeen fifty? Who was that? Would well, that have to have been Trey? No, no, Trey didn't compete in that show. It was Cody Lindsay, who's an absolute 400-pound freak out of Tennessee, who's got like a 900-pound deadlift as in a freaking monster. 
Oh, this dude—he didn't even have to—he didn't even have to push himself all the way. He said he did seven, like seventeen fifty in training, and it was comfortable. He was prepared to go toward two thousand pounds. He's an absolute freak of nature. He won the open heavyweight division let me get that, comfortably. Let me get that guy's Instagram, and I mean, Stephen. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. It's like it's like Cody Strong, C O D A Y Strong, or something like that. The, the, the dude, he, I'm pretty sure he's coached by Adam Dirks, and he trains with like Evan Singleton and them. And I mean. I mean, not, don't, and I'm not like toot my own horn, but the classic last year had multiple guys that were at LSG, and the, he mopped the floor with him. He's a freak of nature. Mm. I mean, Let's he went in like 417 pounds, and he came in and mopped the floor with everybody. Golly, that's a that's a lot of yeah. dude. <clears throat> yeah, I'm gonna, send the, I'm gonna send that guy a message on Instagram. See if I need to come up there and wash his car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Man. I saw me and Fox were talking about that and he was and he was he was thinking it was like, man, that's the most like alpha bro just uh, thing. And I said I had to remind him. I said, You remember that one time we were at AMP and you were kind of hung over and you did a thousand pound yoke pick? And he said, That's not the same. I said, <laughs> I said, That's exactly what that is, sir. That is exactly what that yeah. is. So don't you dare. <laughs> yeah. But, hey, I mean you you want to get a chance to you know put everything out there and have a measuring contest? That's that's how you do it. You know? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I uh, I don't know, man. That that is just that makes my knees hurt just thinking about it. At Fox, they had um, yeah. there was a issue with the loading. I I think there was an issue with loading that our yoke our six fifty yoke ended up being like seven fifty because. We were, I was trying to do the Chris Slater warm up. What he was, I was trying to do what he was doing. And there was a big group of people there that were just not, were just not grasping that, what he was trying to tell people. So I did, uh, I did my last yoke pick at 615, at 615 pounds. And I was like, all right, this isn't bad. I feel like I can, feel like I can do it. I'm going to wrap my knees and make sure everything stays the same. Cool. So it was my turn, athlete ready, go. And I picked it and my body was like, this is, there's something different here. This is, this is, this is way heavier unless you're just weak. I get to the other end and I go to unwrap my knees and uh, John Bass is there and he caught me. I was apparently I was, I bent over to pop my knee wraps off and everything went dark. And the next thing I know, I was sitting in a chair with John Bass's, you know, Grizzly bear Paul on my back saying, Hey, it's okay. You didn't die. Uh-uh. Well, that's good. That's good. Yeah. No, it was great. It was fine. I only passed, I almost passed out three times that day. So I let it all hang out. It was cool. No worries. Uh oh. Uh oh. Something happened. Did we lose him? Oh, no. What? Uh, maybe. Brandon? No. Marco? Solo. Can you hear me? There, there he is. is. You can hear me? Yeah. We can, we can hear you yes, now, sir. sir. Perfect. Hang tight, fellas. I think something happened on my end. Edit this. Edit this out. This is bad. Sorry. Oh, we don't edit we, anything, sir. We don't sir. edit. We're we're home oh, organic. Oh, should because this is bad. <laughs> I mean, we hear you just fine. You sound great. My Bluetooth cut off on my headphones. Hang tight. Oh. I can still hear you guys. You're on like this speaker on my phone, but see if I can get these headphones back. <laughs> he still sounds okay, fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, now I'm back in my headphones. So perfect. Honestly, I think you sounded better without them. Yeah. <laughs> On our end, anyway. Well, we, well, we should have done the audio test with that, I guess. I don't know. You know, it's, it's okay. That's I'll, I'll take the blame it's on that one because I, I told him headphones. It's fine. 
I mean, it's okay. That's what we tell everybody. That is what we do. We do tell everybody. Yeah, it'll be all right. Yeah. It'll be fine. I'm the speaker, if that's better. Nah, you're you're good. You're nah, fine. just do whatever's comfortable for okay. you, man. It's you're good. Yeah. If you've already got your headphones working yeah. again, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, I've had the headphones in for an hour and a half. I'm good to go. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Has it been that long? An hour, twenty-two minutes. Just man, time oh, flies. Yeah, that's been a while, man. Time flies when you're having a good conversation. Indeed, it does. It does. Which is what this is really one of the reasons that inspired the podcast. It really did. Yeah. That, I, I don't know why I fought it for. Four-ish months was it? You four fought months? hard Three months? on not doing this. How long? Like how long did you bother me? Really? A long time. Yeah, Jake was. Jake did not want anything to do with doing a podcast. I did not. I don't. So I don't listen to podcasts. Jake, shame on you. Well, so hear hear me out. I still don't listen to podcasts. Like I, we've done this for just short of a year. We're eleven months. February twenty eighth, I think, is when we did our first recording. So, okay. Next week is episode number 50, which is on the 28th. Um, Whenever episode 52 comes out, that'll yeah, be episode 52, year. that's uh, That'll be the year mark. Wow. Yeah. So, Already, bro. So, I, like I said, I don't listen to podcasts. I, I don't find them intriguing to me just because there's so <clears throat> many of them that just sound similar and they don't interest me. So, I fought Josh for Probably close to four months, almost every day. Hey, man, when are you going to do this? We're not. Wow. Hey, man, when do you want to do recording? We won't. Dude, it was, <laughs> and I have been, <laughs> and with our buddy, John Stewart, you know, John Stewart's been on the show many times. He's, he's just yeah. a, an amazing, wonderful human. <clears throat> he's one of my absolute best friends in the entire universe. And I think same with, uh, with Jacob here. He's just, he's a beautiful human being. And in, me and him actually dark. a couple of years ago had a podcast that we were we were trying to do and just we were we were not nearly as set up as we are here with uh, the Sofa Chronicles that him and I did yeah. and um, I just I said all the time because me and John have these just stellar conversations about literally anything yeah. in the universe and everything you know we'll go you know, talking about religion and then we'll go into the topic of like, Hey, are there space aliens? And then we'll go to the topic of ancient history in Romania or something like that. Or what it used to be just anything and everything. And I always said, bro, we need to, we need to record these conversations. We need to, we, we at least need to document these things. And I was doing a thing yeah. for, for him called teach John Stewart, something like I would record like, Whatever I was doing, something like that. When I was working on the farm, right. if I was in, if I was in a tractor doing something, I would, you know, talk about what I was doing. If I was in a track out doing something, I would talk about what I was doing. Just anything that interested John, which John is interested in everything, so it worked out great. <clears throat> and then one night here at the house, um, before just shortly before we actually started the show, um, we stayed up like for like five hours just talking and talking and talking like to the point where I like, I passed out and missed a good chunk of the conversation and oh, then, here. Yeah. Yeah. And then jump back in. And then it was just kind of like, Hey, remember that one time that I've asked you 6,000 times about doing a podcast and I finally wore him down into doing it. And uh, here we are. Wow. I still don't listen to podcasts though. I, I listen to everything. I listen to every every second of audio we've ever put out. I've listened to. Like I just just started listening to some of our stuff, just so I can say, "Hey, I can remember this now." Yeah, 
that has a lot to do with it because you know, mm-hmm. well, so, some great things have been said over the course of the last year, and I, I like I like hearing that stuff. Like just that's, as many times as we brought up Jared Cook of, I wear her like a backpack. Man, that's one of the greatest things I've ever heard a man say about his wife. That or we uh, when we were talking about the old folks fighting ring. Yeah. That was a good one. That was a good one. Just for, a lot of stuff, Brandon. If you just if you're just looking for meaningless conversation to occupy your time, we have an entire catalog of that. Say, before we have today. plenty of background noise that yeah. you can put on and just say, it "Oh, hey, those guys are dumb," and I'm glad I don't have to be that dumb. It was not. It was. Well, uh, you know, I've, I've listened to a good many of y'all's podcasts. I've heard a lot of the episodes. Uh, I haven't listened to all of them, but I've listened to a good bit of them. I enjoy it. Oh, thanks, bro. We they, appreciate uh, that. Yeah, of course. Say so. Me being honest here, I'll have to say our probably our first good ten or so were good episodes, and then we had some that were just hot garbage. Yeah, we did go through a little bit of a lull where it was then, just kind of. It well, wasn't it also, good. It also took us having some people say, "Hey, your show is going terribly." Yeah, like and, shout out to our number one fan. She yeah. called us out. She called both of us out. She did on that and uh, kind of kicked our asses in gear she about did. bringing it back to what it uh, what it what it could have been. So mm-hmm. thanks to her on that one. So after I would say probably after six ish episodes of this not great content, we uh, like we didn't necessarily do a step back. We just realized that we were off the game plan that we had yeah and then we just got back on track yep. and then we actually started doing actual interviews with people we did like we we <clears> had <throat> we had some people come over that we enjoy and they're great humans and we would have a good time just just shooting breeze and all that but then whenever we realized that shooting the breeze doesn't always lead to good things we're now at where mm. we're currently at we do some shooting breeze, some just bits of going off on tangents, but yeah. also good interviews and stuff like that. So yeah. it's, it's definitely been a learning experience of these last uh, 49 episodes. Yeah, this is episode 49 right here. That's awesome, man. Well, I think you guys are doing a great job. I hope it continues. Yeah, we have uh, we have no end in sight. We're already almost booked through the month of March. Awesome. Um. I, I will say on my part, because I I do the majority of the scheduling, because that's one of the few things that I can actually do. Uh, Jake is behind <laughs> the scenes making sure all of this works, and he does an absolutely phenomenal job of making sure all of these things happen and function and do what they're supposed to do. And, you know, the <clears throat> he is very much the, the back of the house on this one. He doesn't take nearly enough credit for it, which is why I like to brag for him about you know making sure that the sofa chronicles stays the sofa chronicles and we get out on time every week and everything goes well that is 100 yeah. percent jake giles and um that's why i said i would schedule because you know it's one of the few things i can do um so i'm trying to i'm trying to broaden it a little bit you know of uh there are some a couple of people that i want to reach out to that um are like unlike any guests we've had on the show before so I'll uh, I'll see okay. if I can make that kind of thing happen, uh, and just we're gonna just, we're just gonna keep doing what we're doing. We just want to keep talking to who we want to talk to. Hopefully, somebody out there wants to sponsor us one day and <clears throat> help us <laughs> help us get out there a little farther. So 
we'll see. We're we're still got a lot of stuff planned for this yeah. year on improvement stuff and getting video out and doing all those things. It's coming this year, ladies and gentlemen. Y'all just just hold on. We're getting we're doing what we can right now. Main thing is just finding yeah, main thing is just finding quality stuff to talk about too. Yeah. That's that was yep. one of the other yep. issues as well. That oh. we just didn't have quality stuff to talk about. It has been awfully quiet in that room the entire time we've been recording. I need to go make sure that my children haven't decided to That's okay. I can talk baseball with them for a yeah, minute. Yeah, talk baseball for a minute. I'll be right yeah, back. So he was he was a pitcher. Yeah, correct? let's do that. Yeah. So yep. give me give me your top three go to pitches in, in your in your repertoire. Well, I threw a lot of pitches, you know, before uh you know, when I was in high school, before I got hurt, I was junior year, I was about 87, 88. I hit 89, never hit 90, which kind of pisses me off. But mm, it happens. I mean, a good, a good, a good, well placed fastball is hard to beat, but I, I had a good slider. That was my go to, and I had a sharp 12 6 curve that I, I like throwing a lot. So I threw a good old, I, I threw a four seam, two seam circle change, 12 6 curve slider. I threw a cutter from time to time, and okay. you know, I'd play around here and there, but I, I, I Threw a lot of a lot of junk. I know I threw rather hard, but I figured at one point in time I wouldn't. And after I got hurt, I didn't. So it's a good thing that I had all that junk. So you're right. Yeah. Now, yeah. are you? <laughs> my guessing is you're going you're going to be like most pitchers and have a three quarter. Were you a three quarter sidearm or over the top pitcher? I was a low three quarter. Uh, not not I wasn't a true three quarter, which is about a forty five degree angle between the sidearm and straight over the top. You know, right. I was kind of a low three quarters, so probably a 25, 30 degree angle from sidearm. So, for my recollection, that'd be kind of your elbow slightly, um, slightly level with you, but your your hand would still be bent up a little bit. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, my elbow was below the arm, the 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 wrist for sure. The elbow was below the wrist, not by a lot. It was a slight bend, but. That's what was comfortable for me, and the hardest thing that I that I found, honestly, with that arm slot, was throwing a twelve six curve from that arm angle. Uh, right. It was hard. It put a lot of torque. It put a lot of torque on the wrist. Right. But uh, that's what I was so used to. And the only reason I was sort of throwing that is because I had a fastball. You know, a two seam. My two seam wasn't that great. Most time it was a four seam that broke on accident. You know, like a two seam. Right. Right. Uh, circle change. Circle change. That was okay. I focused on it and made it better once I got hurt and couldn't throw hard no more. Right, uh, but I, I had the slider first, and I was like, "Well, I need something with a lot of depth to it." So let me try to get a twelve six going. So I, I started doing that, and it took a minute for me to not have as much horizontal movement like my slider. But it ended up, you know, I was able to get it down and had it pretty good. So it worked out. So seriously, sir, I'm trying to concentrate <laughs> on this conversation. Please keep your man thighs to yourself. Stop it, you. Uh-oh. Uh oh. <laughs> uh. Josh was looking for his coffee cup and I pointed to it over on my little whiskey bourbon bar and he's like, thank you. And then decided to show me some leg as appreciation. Oh, <sighs> So I didn't really do much pitching um, whenever I was playing ball, but I never actually had a traditional. What did you do? You know what, dude? That's not what I meant. I was not a pitcher. I was not a pitcher. I played the field. They either told me to play in the dirt or play in the grass. I didn't have to. I didn't get that luxury of staying in one spot. Yeah. 
Yeah, thanks, now, I bud. Say, I, I will say, you know, I, I feel the, the hell out of my position now. I was one of those pitchers that stands there. I'll go catch Papa in feral territory and make a dive and catch on a ground ball now. I would, I'd get out there. Well, that's that's so good. A lot, of the, a lot of these pitchers nowadays think their job is to just throw, and I can't stand watching baseball nowadays. Nobody knows how to pitch anymore. Everybody's just up there trying to throw 100 miles an hour, and I'm like, dude, you're 5'10", 160. You're not going to throw 100. You're yeah. going to screw your arm up in the process, and everybody's just lanky and skinny, and I'm like, man, you got to hit the weight room. You're going to throw hard. You, <laughs> need, you, need, you need to have strong legs. You want to throw hard. You can't be a, a string bean and try to throw 100, 100 miles an hour. So you got to have good legs and a good core. I actually used to work for a yeah. guy. Or work with a guy that was uh, a pitcher for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Who's that? Steven Sparks. Is that right? Steven Sparks. That name does not ring a bell for some reason. But Which, believe I- it or not, funny enough, uh, it, it actually kind of is in my blood because I had a uh, one of my great grandparents. His name was Emerald Collins, but he went by Harry Collins. He was a pitcher in the Pittsburgh Pirates organization in the 30s and 40s. And he uh, he was he got drafted in World War Two because everybody did, and uh, he was on like a naval ship and they were under attack and he like jumped from one deck to the to the next below him because he was under attack and like shattered both his ankles and couldn't play again. Oh and man! And surgeries and surgeries in the forties weren't exactly advanced, you know. It was no, like they yeah, were you not. might be able to walk, but you dang sure ain't moving fast. <laughs> yeah. Well, the reason like the reason so, I was, like, I, he was a pitcher, so yeah. <laughs> And the reason why I was asking you how you would pitch is that I'm guessing you're right-handed. I'm not. I wasn't told if you were. Or yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So I'm a left-handed batter. I throw right-handed, but I bat left-handed. So right-handed yeah. pitchers hated pitching to me because everything that would break away from the righties would always break into me, and it was perfect for me. And yeah, the hardest the hardest pitching I had to deal with um, when I was playing. I hated over the top pitchers because every pitch mm-hmm. looked the same. Because yep. if you if you if you face a guy who's a sidearm pitcher or he's a three quarter thrower, at least in the area of a three quarter, there's different arm positions for their throws. But when it comes to over the top pitcher, everything looks exactly the same. It is so frustrating. Like you have, well, you have and a I guy. Will say, I will say if they're any if they're any good, there shouldn't be different arm positions for their for each pitch. They're, yeah, you're correct. Uh, they're, if they're good, they're not. But most guys, yes. Yeah, and it's not it's not terribly noticeable. But when you see the same pitcher routinely, you start picking up yeah. on the on the little just the itty bitty little things, uh, the little tips that they'll yep. give. You know, like sometimes they'll grip the they'll have their glove placed differently whenever they're getting ready to throw a curveball yep. or. They st- they'll move from one side of the rubber to the other if they have like a fastball that they want to throw inside and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the the over the top pitcher to me was the worst. Yep. I think too many guys tip their pitches without knowing they're tipping their pitches. Yeah. Uh, same thing, like like you said, like. Uh oh, hold on. Oh man, all the time. You slightly cut out for some reason right there. You mind repeating that? Uh oh, can you hear me? Yes, sir. We can hear you now. I don't, I don't know what happened. Okay. That was weird. Uh, but I was saying, like, a lot of guys tip their pitches without knowing they're tipping their pitches because they'll move. You know, a lot of guys like one side of the rubber or the other. I was always dead center on the rubber, you know, and I was like, you know, if I want to 
throw to one side of the plate or the other. I'll just throw it there. Right. I'll move my whole body. You know, I'll just throw it there. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, and, and a lot of guys, you'll see when they throw that sharp curveball, they'll kind of hook their wrist around it and telegraph it. And it's just, you know, when you do that. But uh, I, I tried to, you know, hide that as best I could. And I reckon I did okay. I, I feel like just below a three quarter pitch, uh, like uh, hand motion, is the easiest way to do it because you yeah. you can hide your throw by actually just placing mm-hmm. the ball further in your hand than you can with over the top mm-hmm. or a sidearm because some yeah. sidearmers, the you know, whenever they throw their curveball, <clears throat> instead of having their arm fully extended for their fastball. Uh, they'll extend their arm all the way out for their curveball to get more curve on it, so that, you know it's not just going to yeah. go straight at the batter. And with a with an over the top pitcher, you could watch in my like in my opinion, if you watch their shoulder their shoulder placement for a curveball compared to their fastball was was slightly off because they're trying to be a yeah. little bit wider to come across their 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 body than they would with a yeah. uh, with a fastball. But that was just always my opinion because I got to see it from the other side of the plate, un- unlike uh, like a righty-on-righty. Because righty. Yeah. When, I, when I would face lefty-on-lefty, lefty, it was hard for me to tell what was going on because the lefties on the side were able to hide their pitches better to me than a right-hander could to me. Yeah. But that was just well, my personal sure. experience. Think, you know, over the top, you have a longer windup. So for me, like my, one of the things I prided myself on was being quick to the plate, which would runners on base is a big deal. You know, I had a great pickoff move. I never did a step back. I always did a spin move, and it was always good and quick. And part of that was because I had a wide set position. I was never one of those guys that set myself. I didn't. I didn't put my legs. You know, side position. Also, a good two and a half feet apart. You know, my legs and, the, and the, when it came set and. That's why I was, I was in an athletic position. I can go to the plate. I can go to first. I can go to second, third, and pick somebody, and it's not a big deal. But it's also quick to go from that position to the sidearm, you know, the low three-quarter position than it is to go over top. you got to have that big, long wind-up, and I knew that would that'd be a big factor as you get to the high levels. So, one, being it was a natural arm slot, and the fact that it was a quick and efficient, I was like, yeah, low three-quarters, the way to go for me. So, uh, my last baseball question is Josh is back with us now. When no, you did, y'all go ahead. Yeah. I don't know anything about baseball other than I like the Braves. <laughs> all right. So that's all you need to know. That's all you need to know. That's basically all you need to know. Yeah. yeah. That's where we are. <laughs> I mean, you can you can kind of like the Marlins if you want. It's a terrible idea. But yeah, I kind of like Boston. Uh, yeah. Mm. You can also like the Devil Rays. Well, they're called the Rays now. It's a terrible idea. That's right. Mm. Mm. You know, if it's just not Atlanta, they're they're not important. Except for the Tigers. Correct. The Tigers are important to me because mom's from Michigan. That's here over there. <laughs> um, so with your pickoff move, you said you did the spin. What was your yeah. what was your go-to for first base pickoff? Because with third base, you can just step off and throw. Uh well, actually you didn't have to step off and throw. You just you could just lead yourself to toward uh towards third base. Second right. Second base, you said you spun, so you didn't really step off per se. Um, but yeah, what yeah. was your, what was your it, first base pickoff move? A spin move, man. It would be both feet. Like I'm, I'm in the set position right now. Like I said, I'm a rather wide set position. I would spin off my left shoulder. So my left shoulder would turn outward, right? Like I'm spinning kind of away from, like towards the batter and, and, uh, toward first base that way, the inside move, both your feet leave the ground at the same time. So it's not a bulk. Yes. It's, you know, and you, you have, you have your arms in your glove. I had a set position kind of right in front of my chest. 
Right. So I would spin. I would spin. My back arm would not move, so it's almost in a dark throwing position. I just fired first. I got you. Off the ground at the same time, you do a quick ninety degree pivot and you fire to first base. And most of the time, if I pick somebody off, it would be on the second pickoff move because me and my best my best buddy in high school, we went in the same college too. He played first base. He was a lefty, so I would do I would do a slow pickoff on purpose. Just to let him smack the crap out of him in the helmet and get him all disoriented, you know. <laughs> and uh, then, the, then, then next, I did a short pickoff move and just, just roast him. I would not so be a was, fan uh, of you too. We had kind of a two step method, you know. We got to, we got to play with him a little bit and then get him out. Yeah, I wouldn't like y'all very much. <laughs> it gets the job done, you know. It does because I had I was always bold with my leadoff. Um, yeah, I knew, I knew I could get a good three, three and a half step, uh, and I could get back on most pitchers. Mm-hmm. So after a certain point, when I felt like being bold, I'd get, I'd get a four or five step just, just to see what that pitcher would do. And, uh, I think, I think with the way you had your setup, I would not be a big fan of that. Yeah. I mean, I, d- I did pretty good with pickoffs. You know, I didn't, I didn't like guys getting a big lead. Most of them, if I felt like they were getting a big lead. I would do the first pickoff move, you know, the step behind. So, and and they, if, if guys haven't seen it, they don't know that I have a, a better move than that because that's how most riders do it, you know? Yes. So I do, I, I do the step behind, let my first baseman smack the crap out of them, and then I give them the sharp move because then they do that and they get cocky, they get a bigger lead. Right. So I'm like, right. you already got a big lead. Now you're getting cocky. You just got smacked. Now you're going to get a bigger lead. Now I'm going to pick you off in my sleep. Yep. And uh, and I did, I did the same thing a second. I never did the inside pick the second. I always spun complete 180 behind me to go to second and it was to me more efficient that way than trying to do the inside step because every righty fakes it the exact same way you know it's hard to hard to do that and and fool somebody but if you do a complete 180 spin i'm not expecting that you are absolutely correct because if you do a 180 spin to uh whatever bag i was on first or second (laughs) i'll just be there it's like why is this dude doing this yeah so exactly yeah Yeah, we had uh, my pitching coach in high school that taught me that movie. He pitched at the University <laughs> of Florida in the, I think, late 90s, and he, he knew what he was talking about. Yeah, I think so. Whatever it is you just said, sir, hey, was, I was muted. Apparently, I was muted, so it you doesn't were. matter. Oh. Josh said he uh, oh, well. he would do a pickoff move by throwing his left shoulder to the right. And... Yeah, I'd spin, the, I'd spin it right off my left foot and throw backhanded <laughs> on my left side from a right yeah, with my yeah. left. Yeah, this just never saw it coming. Yeah. Yeah, Never dude, saw it coming. Just, that was that's just church three league balks. slow pitch softball. I was, <laughs> yeah, that's you know, that's, that's just three balks in one that's move, right. bud. Yeah. I'm so proud of you. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Call, Which call another this, this has been another issue here recently in the bigs is the amount of balks has gone up because the pitching styles oh, have changed. Uh, I just oh. watched one the other day that this uh, the pitcher I think it was for the Cardinals might have been for the Phillies. He had long hair. It, uh, and um, mm-hmm. he stepped off the rubber backwards. So he he took his back foot, stepped off the mound, off the rubber, and then mm-hmm. he just he just took a t- uh, took a second to regroup, and they called a balk on him and lost the game because of it. I interesting. I have been dumbfounded on how this umpire was able to make the balk call. Hmm. So well, and, you know, they got these rules now with like the number of disengagements and things. So like, you can only disengage with the batter twice before it's right. a ball because, and they got the pitch pitch clock and all that. Yeah, which is just stupid in itself. That's a whole other conversation. Yeah, but, which uh, I was actually going to ask you about like the, that. 
I was actually going to ask you what you thought about the pitch clock. I think it's stupid. Uh, games are taking too long, blah, blah, blah. Fans are going to watch. You're not going to get new people to watch the damn game because you got a pitcher taking two seconds left time to throw the freaking ball. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not, it's, it's just stupid. You know, it, it and I, I hate when somebody, oh, somebody balks because they took a second or a quarter of a second too long to throw the pitch. Who cares? This ain't, it, you know, there's some great sports that have shot clocks or stuff like that. Like basketball, football, it's a, it's a sport with a clock. Baseball is not one of them. You know, it's part of the game. It's been part of the game for over 100 years. People can't watch it because we got short attention spans now. We can't look up from our daggum phones. The sport doesn't have a problem. People have a problem. They can watch it if they want to or not. But as you can tell, I'm pretty opinionated on that. I can Base, tell. Um, let's, let's say baseball, yeah, the yeah. smart person game. Can tell it on <laughs> well, yeah. No, my, it's, yeah, I can see why it's, it's hard to watch on TV for a lot of folks. But uh, And I enjoy it. So I'm a little different. I ain't got a problem watching it. But. I still don't watch it on TV. It was not a team I care about. See, my thing, and this is not anything close to what this what y'all are talking about, just because the only thing I can relate to is I can't watch NASCAR anymore. <clears throat> they have, oh, yeah. they have freaking ruined that sport. The having to do, right. they got race segments now, and then you've got, you know, you've got planned cautions, and you've got the playoffs, and all this other crap. Yeah, I dude, I can't stand it. I, it it drives me crazy. I can't even watch a race anymore. I hate it. Yeah, that's about the only input I'm I've got a, to I'm, this whole thing. <laughs> that's okay. I'm, I'm not a fan of a lot of the small things that are a lot of our sports are taking to update the game and all that. I'm I'm a, I'm pretty traditional, I guess. I'm a, I'm I'm very much a traditionalist when it comes to things like that. Maybe so. I'm not a. Not a big fan to a lot of the modern day sports adaptations. Oh, there's that's this is an eight hour conversation on that kind of thing of you know right. the being yeah. <laughs> of just like like virtue signaling, name changing teams that have been the oh, same man. forever. Oh, dude, I that's yeah. oh man, we're not, we don't want to get canceled. So we no, uh, don't worry. That's a whole other podcast. Yeah, don't yeah. worry. One of the teams that got their name changed because people were saying, "Oh, that offended the people that is on the helmet." The people that are on the helmet is actually one of them to change the name back to. Yeah, you about the Washington Redskins? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, I don't remember. Excuse what, me, you talking about the, the? You mean the Commanders? No, the Redskins. No, the the actual, I mean the Redskins tribe. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm talking about. I'm talking about the actual no, tribe. That's uh, uh, the yeah, tribe, the right. Redskins. Well, are, I, I still call them the Cleveland Indians, even though they're the Guardians on on paper now. Or whatever. Oh, dude, yeah. I for, I forgot all about that. I did too. That's so stupid. Oh, yeah, but yeah, the actual yeah. Redskins are wanting to get the name changed back to the Redskins because the uh, the mascot that they had was one of the most influential figures. Yeah. Of, of a time period that yeah that Washington was yeah. like, hey, we're gonna make this team awesome. We're gonna use this guy to be our guy. And then mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it, woke or informed or whatever this people's calling it. I call nowadays. it bullshit virtue signaling. <laughs> yeah, that. Um they exactly. they they've ruined so many things just because they're saying, Oh, well, it offends them. Did you ask them? Because it doesn't. Yeah. Right. Like the Dixie chicks. Now they're just the chicks. Because <laughs> because right. slavery is like, well, did we not have like slavery was still a part of history when y'all got together, right? Like y'all were the Dixie chicks knowing that y'all were going to be whatever. Yeah. But it wasn't a problem then, mm-hmm. but you know, here the last year or so it's been a problem now. It's like, Oh, well, we're going to identify with these people and change our name. Why? No one cares about y'all yeah. anyway. True. 
Like well, you know, they've been trying to get the Braves to not do the tomahawk chop at games for the better part of a decade, and all the fans are pretty much just shoving it and still doing the chop. Yeah, well, guess you what know, we did at the Braves game that me and Fox went to? We tomahawked. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's well, they tradition. they still do the light chop, and they still do all that. And, I mean, like, there's, like, the the – What's it like the North something band of Cherokee Indians that the Braves are like super affiliated with? And I'm like, they're completely fine with it. So if they don't mind it and they're the ones who it's referencing, why do a bunch of these people in Washington who have nothing to do with it whatsoever and haven't even came to a Braves game one time and seen the culture? Why do they care? Because they're white. Yeah. Because they're just white people. Because their lives are so comfortable, they need to make some BS up to complain about. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like we are like some. Um. Th- no, never mind. Never mind. I'm a uh, what? Nothing. <laughs> You're gonna hold it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Don't get. Don't get canceled. Not gonna get canceled because I can. I can assure you. I can assure you that there are a lot of people that are not gonna like what I was about to say. <laughs> so <laughs> I will. Uh, for the sake of the show, we're gonna let it go. Yeah, anyway, uh, yeah, strongman. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The reason why he's on here, America's strongest state, and, yeah, and promoting and picking things up and putting them down, yeah, and then telling people, hey, yeah, come yeah. to my show and pick these up and put them down. We're gonna get you better, buddy. That's right. We're, we're gonna get you better, and you can actually you know jump in with some of these things with us, bro. Oh, you're talking. To, you're talking to me. Yeah, yep. you. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. This you. I, I want you to do the thing. Okay. Well, dude. We'll do the thing. Yeah. Which, by yeah. the way, we can could could we talk about what John Bass talked to us earlier at Cracker Barrel? Yeah, at the Honky Bucket. <laughs> uh, are you talking about the uh, that he, that he may have a location coming up? No, we cannot. Not yet. Okay, that's let's, fine. Let's have that. Let's 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 let let. <laughs> All we all we know is that there's still plans in the works, and we hope that it works out. We're looking for a new home for Honky Kong's hot box, and we might have found one. We'll say that. Yeah, <laughs> that's basically all I was going to say is that we we may have found a place to call an uh, actual place to call it Honky Kong Hot Box, and I definitely want a shirt for that. Well, somebody did something outside that their the sirens are not happy about. Yeah, there's been an ambulance sitting over there at Patrick's all day. I saw that. I was, it was a curious place for them to sit. You okay over there, sir? Yeah, I was just trying to read because I read good. Mm. Hmm. Anyway, we, sorry. Yeah. We uh, we apologize for this lull. Josh is trying to read something, and I'm. Kind of curious about what's going on with the sirens because there's quite a few of them. Like I'm impressed. Well, that was an ambulance. That was one truck. That was one vehicle. Uh, was it? Mm-hmm. Oh, they have dual sirens on them. I forgot about that. Yep. Well, anyways, um, so how far before you got hurt? Like how far did you manage to get into uh into the into the show? Because did you get to go all the way to the show? Did you get to single, double, triple A? Did you just stop at college? No, so when I my junior year in high school, I was getting recruited by Florida State and Clemson to come play, and I got hurt the first time, and they were like, "Yeah, never mind." Mm. Uh, so I, I went D two, and then I played NAIA, and I, I called it quits after college. I had an opportunity to do some tryouts and things like that, but I was like, "Look, I'm already beat to hell and back. I don't see it getting no better." 
I just didn't think it was going to be a productive venture. So I just, you know, declined to try out for the team that I had and, you know, just kind of started into regular life, I reckon. So well, wrong with that. Nothing wrong you with that. that. Were you a hitting pitcher or were you just a pitcher who got to throw? Well, you know, I, I hit a lot in high school and I was, you know, I hit 400 my senior year and all that. And I hit, uh, you know, I spent my first two years at Georgia College and State University, which is a D2 school in Milledgeville, Georgia. And we had the number one offense at D2 at our highest ranking. We were number five uh, in the country in D2. And I hit a little bit while I was there, but then I went to Point University my junior and senior, and they didn't like their pitchers hitting. So I didn't hit there. That's no uh, fun. But I felt like I should have, and I felt like I could have, uh, but they didn't. They, and I and I would have got cleared to hit way before I cleared to pitch from the surgery. So yeah. I felt like you know I could have done that, but but they didn't like it. So no, I didn't there. That's why I like the National League or or American League because you're a ball player. If you're there, you should be able to do all the things asked of you, and that's including hitting. So that's yeah. that's my one well, you particular know, you thing. You know they got the DH in the National League now. Do what? They got the DH in the National League now. I uh, I miss that. I miss that entirely. Uh-huh. What does that mean? Yeah, they last. I, I think it. I think it was. Uh, that means pitchers don't hit anymore. Yeah, does uh, um, DH pitchers, is designated hitter. Just pitch. Yep. That sucks. So in the American League, I forget when it was established. I think it was done in the seventies. I think the pitcher. Yeah. The pitcher in the American League was there to just throw. That was his whole thing. Like the the idea behind it was, we pay you to throw. We don't pay you to hit. So you're not going to hit. You know what we're going to do? We're going to put somebody in the lineup to hit for you. And then the National League is like, hey, we're traditionalists. We believe in men being men. You're going to send mm-hmm. your pitcher up against my pitcher. My pitcher is hopefully going to get a hit against your pitcher because if it does, your pitcher yeah. sucks. That's that's my view on it. Oh, so now yeah, I will say I, oh. I always liked uh, I always liked the idea of pitchers hitting, but I will say I always felt the best in games when I didn't have to hit. <laughs> yeah, whenever you get to do just one thing, you get to concentrate on the one thing instead of saying, "Oh, I got to go to yeah. bat this next inning. I I don't need to plunk anybody this in- inning." Eh, I get that, right? Yeah. But. So with your shoulder injury, how has that affected your strongman? I mean, how I would imagine that overhead press is probably not your favorite thing to do. Dude, it is my favorite, believe it or not. Like I've always been a strong presser. Uh and like it it healed up pretty good, man. And I've I've got short limbs, you know, like a lot of guys you see these deadlifters with long limbs and all that. That ain't me. I'm the opposite. You know, I've got short limbs. I've always been a good presser. Uh like I've done, you know, three and a plus log and at that that body we talked about the Bayou show. At that Bayou, there was a two twenty five axle for reps. I did fourteen reps, and the next best guy did twelve. So mm. uh, I mean, I've always been good. I've always been good at or, or not, sorry, the next best guy did nine. Matter of fact, I think it was Perkins that did nine. Um, so I won that pretty comfortably, and and I've I've won the overhead press most shows I've done. So now it's also years later. By the time I started training strongman, I was five years out of from shoulder surgery. So I'd have plenty of time to have it be pretty normal. So like log press suits me better because of the neutral grip. Yeah, uh, I don't like axle or barbell too much. But in a log, being that the log is common, it's actually probably my most comfortable thing to press with. Okay. Well, yeah. well, that's that's great. I'm glad. <laughs> I, yeah, um, I was I was surprised, man. I, I thought it would hinder me big time, but it's actually been pretty okay. That's good. I um. I discovered last night that I'm still a terrible squatter. 
Just because Evan, I, you know, <laughs> when I got hurt, they were like, hey, don't do anything. Like they told me, like, just, just lay off training, lay off all this kind of stuff to figure out what's, what the issue is. So I did not lift for a month. Yeah. And I was going absolutely bonkers. So, yeah. which really sucked because I had just, I had just got a, uh, a push press PR on barbell. I got a floor press PR on barbell. I was gearing up because I wanted to, one of the things I wanted to do the, by the end of 2023 was to get a 600 pound pull. I was ready to give it a shot and I, it all just went down the toilet. So I didn't get to try to do any of it. Like I had, I hit three fifteen on the floor and was ready to try it on a bench press. And then fat guy fall down and blow, blew my shoulder out. So here we are. Ooh. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's uh that's tough, man. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's been hard for me, you know, competing since the, you know, I don't know if it's like a, compensation thing maybe but my left shoulder has had not no legit injuries but it's just been inflamed pretty bad from time to time and things like that uh, yeah but i mean i had I, I had knee surgery in 2021 too i competed on the torn meniscus for the better part of a year and uh you know i've had I, I got a partially torn achilles right now i got ligament damage in my right wrist i'm, I'm pretty beat up so mm. we'll see i don't know what the future i don't know what the future looks like for me competing i hope i can get back to it yeah, uh, same for me, man. I don't, I don't know what this year looks like if I'll be able to compete at all, or if it's just going to be a year yeah. to rebuild and just come back stronger, or what exactly. have you. I, I, I don't know. I'll, I will fulfill whatever capacity I can fulfill this year, and yeah. if I can compete, it's going to be very late in the year. But we'll see. I got to get there first. I got to find out how broken I am and what it's going to take to fix it, and yeah, <clears throat> go from there. But. It is what it is. It's not like I'm I'm not gonna stop being involved, that's for sure. So Yeah, and like the last time I competed was Static Monsters twenty twenty two, you know, Todd Williams show in Silicon, Alabama. And uh I mean I haven't you know, I wanted to slim down a little bit, lose a little bit of weight and I have because I was sitting about two forty, you know, I was gonna I was competing two thirty one, but I probably had a little body fat I could lose and I'm I'm about two twenty right now, but I'm definitely not anywhere near my strongest just because Man, it got to where training wasn't fun, to be honest with you. Like, it just hurt. I mean, and I'm not talking about, like, stuff you can work through, stuff you need to stop and address. You know, yeah. like, just, I've had ligament damage in my wrist for the better part of three years, and it's just getting to where it's unbearable. And then, of all things, doing calf raises, I felt a massive pop in my Achilles. And I was like, uh-oh. Like, it's not torn. Obviously, I would know that, but that's not normal. I, that That didn't feel good. I was like, all right, let's rest. Let's not, you know, do anything like push press or anything where I'm up, up on my tiptoes. No truck pulls, nothing like that. And then, you know, just do a little bit here and there, try to get back into it. And it just, it just hurts, man. So I was like, you know, went to see somebody and talked to them about it. And they were like, yeah, it's probably partially torn. And I was like, all right, so am I looking at surgery or am I looking at, you know? And they're like, well, you know, not necessarily. It's just going to take a minute. And I'm like, well. I don't want to take a minute. <laughs> yeah. I want to, I don't, I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to deal with that, but that's aggravating. So I'm kind of having to address that and take things really easy. It hurts. You know, if I get on my tiptoes to, you know, I'm not a real tall guy. I'm five ten and three quarters on a good day. Yeah. You know? So on a hill I mean, if I'm putting something the on the top, yeah, mm. I mean, if I'm putting something on the top shelf in the closet, I got to get on tiptoes. So if I mess around and forget that my right foot's hurt and I go up on two tiptoes for any reason, it freaking pops and then it hurts. And then it's like, a week where it's hurting like crazy again 
And I feel like I just undid all the progress that I made on making it better. So it hurts pretty daggone bad right now. Uh, so between mm-hmm. that and the wrist and all these other things, I'm I'm out of commission for a little while. Well, hopefully you can get um you can heal up from that. I'll uh I'm right yeah. there with you. That I actually I did press at the gym Friday night. I did do some press and it felt great. It felt really good. Yeah. Um I um I'm happy with how it felt and I did a an entire chest mm-hmm. workout and everything was good. No pain, no pain today, no pain yesterday. So that's good. I uh I go back to PT Tuesday and um yeah, we'll see. She Are you uh, going to the chiropractor tomorrow? Tomorrow. Proud of you, sir. Trying to get better. Proud of you. Got got some yeah, got some I mean, good reasons to get better and I'm trying to get better. So, I think for me, I mean, I think the strength base is there, you know, I can still I can still straight press overhead mid mid twos, you know, which is about all I was ever able to do. I just don't. I'm a little timid to push push press right now. Uh, yeah. So I mean, the the pure the pure strength is still pretty much there. It's just like I would I'd be terrified to go through a competition because you're gonna have to get on your toes, whether it's loading to a high platform or pulling something or push pressing or whatever. Like you're gonna be on your toes a lot. And I just know it would. I, I don't want to tear it all the way, you know, because then that's a whole other story. Yep. So it, it, I'm, I'm definitely not trying to do that. So it's it's aggravating. I'm like, man, I'm a I'm as strong pressing as I've ever been. Like that's pretty much fine. I just can't do it. It's aggravating. I get it. I'm there, man. Yeah. I uh, I tried to squat last night. Just to just you know, my physical therapist was like, hey, just because I I poked her brain. And I asked her, like, basically every mm-hmm. movement that she thought I could or could not do or should or should not do or whatever. And okay. basically, the only thing she said not to do was, like, a shoulder press or an overhead press or something like that. So, yeah. yeah. So, it did not hurt. I did not get to squat very heavy last night. But, you know, it is what it is. I still got to move, and I could, my legs were real toasty when I left. So, it's all right. It's cool. At least I'm lifted. Absolutely. At least, so, at least you're able to go in there, right? I mean, it could be worse, you know. It could be worse. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so the last thing uh, that you have on your bio that we can uh, we can discuss here, sir, is uh, something that Jacob and I um, are both uh, are both not ashamed to discuss, and that is uh, that is your faith, uh-huh. sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, we are. Uh, we are not afraid to speak on the speak on the 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 the. You're doing such a good job. Mm-hmm. I'm so proud of you. Mm-hmm. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Thank you, sir. I I apologize. Thank you. Um, I do love Jesus. I'm not afraid to say that I love Jesus. So there's yeah. that. I was I don't know what I was trying to stumble on saying. So. Now we're now we're here. Now it's out there like that. So you Yeah. Are, well, yeah. I mean, that's uh I'll kind of take that and run with it. You know, yeah. I mean, that that's something that's really important to me and and to my wife and you know, something that we're going to raise our family under. Our, our faith is at the center of our lives. I know that's not talked about too much in this sport and just from kind of hearing people talk and you know, sharing what they believe. I know it may not be that popular in this sport, but uh I don't really care. Uh, you know, I'm I'm dang proud of my faith. I'm I'm proud to say that 
Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, and I'm going to go to heaven with him eternally because he, you know, selflessly died on the cross for my sins. I believe that with my full heart, and I believe that more uh, abundantly and profoundly than I believe anything. And uh, for anybody that's listening to this and might want to talk more about that, like, please reach out to me. I'm more than happy to have that conversation. We actually have a, a strongman Bible study that meets every Monday night at 8 p.m. Central uh, via WhatsApp audio chat. And we've been doing that for almost a year now. We have a group of over 30 guys that has come and, you know, we're brothers in strength, but we're bonded forever in Christ. And that's, you know, something that we, we've very much enjoyed talking about. I've met some great men through that. And it's, it's, it's been a, a truly amazing thing to be able to connect our loves of strength with our shared faith. So, uh, that, that again, like I said, that's something I'm very passionate about and, uh, I'm always happy to talk about it. Absolutely. I, uh, say I may have to get in on that. I have WhatsApp. I just don't know how to, that particular, uh, thing works. Cause, what, uh, what's it called? WhatsApp. So yeah, it's on WhatsApp. All you have to do is, uh, message me after this and we can, you know, if you have my phone number, you can add me by my phone number and message me and I can add you to the group. Uh, and then I always kind of call the group. Um, it'll ring like your phone rings on Mondays at 8 PM. If you have your notifications on for WhatsApp and then you can just hop on. It's an audio call. You can share and be a part of it. Some guys are, are talkative. Some guys are quiet, but that's all that's, that's okay. Either way, you know, we we're we're talking about our faith, talking about the Bible. We're going through a series that's been, you know, most of this past year called Real Men. We're looking at very influential men of the Bible and spending five weeks talking about each of them uh, for eight different men. So it's a 40-week study, and we're talking about John the Baptist right now, and we're getting into the New Testament. We're going to talk about a few other of the uh, the apostles and things like that. So it's it's awesome. Yeah, Very I'd, cool. I'd be down to jump in on that. So Absolutely. Like I said, message me after. We'll get you going. I can do that. Uh, cause my, like my thing is, is that I'm, I'm not the most religious of people by any stretch. Neither am I. And I've had my issues with the church. Um, I've had my issues with yeah. people in the church and for the longest of time, like whenever someone asks me, like, what do I think about religion and stuff? It's like, I have an agreement with God. When my time is done, I'm, I'm gone. It's whatever. And mm-hmm. I still, I still kind of look at it in that sense, but I have a different view of it now. Um, it w- whenever I was answering like that, I was in a time of spite, I guess, because there was just so many things yeah. going wrong that I didn't, I didn't really realize what they were. I just knew my mindset was bad. the The timing of everything just happened really, really close, so that didn't help the issue. Yeah, And so I was basically at a point of, I still have my faith. I still believe, but why is all these things going wrong at once? Why am I losing so many people? Why is so many things happening that are out of my control? And, and having that thought process at the time was not a healthy, healthy thing. Um, I did right. start going back to church in December of... Not last year, but the year before last. So it was uh, 22. So I started going back to church in Good. December 22. Um, I went, I started going back because I, at the time I was going through a divorce and the whole process was still fresh. And I felt like I needed a different view on how to look at things. And I, I go to church now 
It's like, yes, it's, it's to hear the word, sure, but it's also to get a different view on how to observe things because you have people that have been in the lowest of lows. They've been in the lion's pit. They've been in the, you know, they've been in the worst prisons of the worst. And then they became like the greatest influencers in the Bible, stuff like that. And having the ability to, to look at a transition and how they just remembered that what is, what they're going through is not the end game. What they're going through is leading them to the yep. end game. How can how could they stay so strong in their view that on my side of things, I have all these things going wrong that my view got weakened. So I, yeah. I turn it into yeah. a way for me to look at things as a stepping stone. Okay, this has gone bad. How can I view this as to build me and my surroundings up and be better for the next time this happens. And I don't have so much worry on the next time this comes about, or how could I help somebody that's going through the situation or similar situation that I just went through? How could I help them at least navigate it on their yep. own path kind of thing? And I, yeah. this has came up between Josh and I many times recently. Um, I've, I explained it uh, not long ago that there was something that Josh said that he was going to do and he fell back on it. And then I reminded him, I was like, Hey man, you had this in your mind. You need to go about this in your own way, but what you're doing is not healthy kind of thing. And, Which is what your friends are yeah. supposed to do. Right. And so, yes, you know, you have, you have your core group of guys and girls cause everybody has guy friends, they have girlfriends, whatever. But if your group of people that you have that you can call on at any point in time of the day, if they can't, it's to me, if they can't help in a way to better the situation, hopefully they can just help you feel better and say, hey, I, I can't help with your situation. But what I can do is I can be here for you. So when you need a person the, to talk with or something like that, I'm here. You know, because there's plenty yeah, of guys yeah. and girls that say, I'm in your core group. Well, if you're in my core group, how are you helping me when I reach out and say, hey, I need help? And then you don't offer help kind of thing. So, yeah, it's it's been a journey. I'm still learning. I'm still trying to better myself in, in my religious aspect of life. And it's getting there, but it's a very slow process because I'm having to change so much about my thought process of it from the last 10, 15 years of, of the way I viewed the world yeah. that it is, it is an insanely difficult thing to do in this, in just a short span of the year that I've been going, but I can't say <clears throat> that I feel like I progressed in the year I've been going back to church. Yeah. So, yeah. well, and I'll, I'll say this, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's not about religion. It's about relationship. You know, do you have a relationship with Jesus Christ and a relationship with God? That's they want a relationship with you. Yes. And I know some people conflate and say, you know, it's 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 three and one, yes, but it's God the Father, Jesus the Son. So when I say they, that's what I'm talking about. Right. But Jesus wants a relationship. He wants a relationship <laughs> with you. And we should all want a relationship with him because no better relationship that we can have. You say, Well, my religion is Christianity, but I have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Right. And I don't mean the word relationship as in, you know, like a romantic thing, like you have a relationship with your wife or whatever, but your relationship like you do with your friends. That's right. my best friend. He's got me through the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. He's always been there. He's never left, whether I've been faithful to him or not. He's always been there. And that's always going to be the case, you know, and 
And I've heard a lot of people say, well, I had a bad experience at church. I had a bad experience with that. Well, pretty much everybody had a bad relationship. You didn't stop dating women. You know, you have a bad experience with one woman. You don't forsake all women and say, well, well, I mean, hey, 2024, some people might, you know, but but you don't have a bad relationship and then say, you know, I'm never I'm never going to date any woman ever again. You might feel like that short term, but not forever. So you have right. a bad, you have a bad experience at one church. You don't forsake the Christianity altogether. You know, why? Why is that the one thing where you have a bad experience at one place when there's millions of churches that you just think the whole religion ain't for you? No, the religion, the relationship is for you. That church wasn't for you. It's about it's not a, it's about relationship. What's your personal relationship like? Right. When my wife and I moved to Mon- to the Montgomery area three years ago, we went to probably six, seven churches before we found one that felt like home. And we're devout Christians, never questioned our faith for a second. But we went to five or six churches that weren't the right fit for us that we didn't have good experiences at. Right. And that's okay. Whether whether you're in a great place or a bad place, you're not always going to have good experiences with other Christians. And you're that right. is completely okay. That is completely okay. But there's a good experience out there to be had. You shouldn't give up on it because you had a bad one. There's still a good one to be had. And it's a shame if somebody misses that because they gave up hope after a bad. And my my life verse, guys, and what and for those that this we probably this is probably the section where religion listeners, and I don't really care. Um, but you know, if if for those that don't know what a life verse is, it's a verse that sticks out to you that is the the most impactful verse in your life. And my life verse used to be John 14, 6, that says, Jesus said to them, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me, because the world's going to tell you there's a bunch of different ways to God, but realistically, there's only one, Jesus Christ. That used to be my life verse. That changed in March 2023. And that changed because my wife was pregnant and had a miscarriage. Mm. And that was our that was the first pregnancy. This one here is our second, but that affected us big because we were trying for a little while. You know, I was uh, on some super creatine for a little while. And uh, that wasn't a realistic possibility, but we, you know, we, we got everything straightened out and we, uh, you know, tried and we conceived and it, it, you know, unfortunately didn't happen. And Romans 8.28 became my new life first. And Romans 8.28 says, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love them and are called according to his purpose. So at five o'clock in the morning, when the miscarriage happened, I'm sitting there hugging my wife and we're both crying our eyes out because we just miscarried when we thought we were going to become parents. And then. You know, we're, we we go back to sleep after getting everything taken care of or go lay in the bed and try to go back to sleep. We probably didn't sleep, but we're praying and we're sobbing and crying to God and saying, look, God, I don't know. I, don't, I know Romans eight twenty eight says that there's some good that's going to come from this. In all things, God works for the good of those who love him. And I didn't know what that good was, but we had faith that there was some good that was to be gained from it. And some people might think, what in the world could be good about that? God was saving us because it wasn't the right time. We've moved twice in a few months. We're trying to build a new life, trying to be self-sustainable. And that baby would have came around November. We moved in November. It was a hectic time of our lives. God was telling us the time wasn't right. And it was a traumatic experience, but now it's revealed a pathway for what's going to be this brand new good experience. And everything's laid out absolutely perfect this time around. And the baby's as healthy as could be. So is my wife and everything's perfect, you know, at, at this point, this time. So it's, it, you know, it's hard sometimes to see what the good's going to be, but that's where the trust comes in. It says, I don't, I don't know what the good is. We prayed and said, look, I don't know what the good is, but we trust that Romans 8, 28 is true. And that's the word of God. And that there's going to be some good to come from this. And we know, and we trust that in due time, it'll be revealed to us. And it was. So, I mean, I, I feel like that's a pretty powerful story <laughs> to a lot of people. And if, you know, if there's people that are questioning, that's something that I like to tell people, even though that's pulling the curtain way back. But, you know, that's something I like to tell people in the show. I'm like, look, not everything that's bad, that feels bad, 
is bad. You know, if you know scripture, you know what God promises us, then you can have faith and rest assured that something good will come from it. No, you really can't argue with that at all. You really can't. <clears throat> you got uh you have something to say, sir? I don't know. I don't know anymore. Uh <laughs> well it is not a secret that me and organized religion just don't see eye to eye. We don't get along. We uh, we don't talk to each other when we're in the same room kind of thing. So <clears throat> my faith has never wavered. Um, I will never discount or dispute that there is a God and there is a, there is Jesus. I will never, I will never dispute any of that because I believe it. My problem with the church was with a couple of churches was I had questions and I had doubts and I had, I had things that I just wanted some reassurance on. Like you didn't have to know the answer. Just, you just, I just was looking for a little bit of reassurance that it was okay to think what I was thinking and I wasn't a bad person and I wasn't going to do whatever. And uh, yeah. <clears throat> I've called the church out and I'll call it out again. Loxley first Baptist church. The people there told me I have these thoughts and I have these ideas and you're going to go to hell for having those thoughts and ideas and just, you know, it is what it is, you know. Uh, this is what you should believe, and if you don't believe it, you're, you're, uh, you really don't walk with God. And then do you know, it's like, you know what? I don't need to be told that I'm, uh, I'm going to hell because I have a difference of opinion. So I have been to church in quite some time. I've gone to Jake's church. I've gone to church with Jake. It's not a secret that I don't like Jake's church. I don't like. Um, I just they're. It's not it's it's not my home. It's like you said. It's not my. It's not for me. Um, yeah. For a couple of reasons, I'll keep to myself. I'm not trying to put anybody on blast. But um, I don't know, man. I've uh, I've spent a lot of time in the last couple of weeks in prayer. And that's no that's no lie. Yeah. I, I actually I really have, and I know that my life doesn't reflect the the faith that I carry. But you know, I'm I am uh, I am no holier than thou. So I, uh, it's well, just, you know, it don't is, forget, don't forget that in the, in the Bible, the Pharisees who were all about the law and not so much about faith told Jesus that he was a blasphemer and he was going to hell for performing miracles on the Sabbath. So some people do indeed get too liturgical and lose sight of what's truly important. Oh yeah. And that sounds like that may be the case that, that with what you experience. And no one is, <laughs> no one is going to hell for having any thoughts. Jesus does not police your thoughts. He tells you what actions you should or should not take and should avoid. And thoughts, we're humans. Our nature is sin. We're going to have sinful thoughts. That is our nature. The difference is we try as best we can to not act on them. And when we do act on them, because we are flawed and because we are imperfect and inevitably we're going to act on some of our sins, the difference is that those who believe in him and know that he is Lord and Savior and want a relationship with him will repent of those sins and say, look, I'm sorry I did this. I know I have these tendencies and I give in to them sometimes. I'm not perfect, but thank you so much for the mercy and the grace that you give me. That 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 I And I know that even though I'm not perfect, that I sin with my actions that you love me anyways and I still have an eternal place with you in heaven. It's not about your thoughts. It's about your actions and whether, you know, what, whether you're repentant of them or not, you know? So whoever told you that was obviously mis misguided and needs to do some reflection on themselves. Oh yeah. Well, it was, it was the part of the crowd that, you know, they just, you know, in, instead of 
you know, asking you, do you need anything? Are you okay? What are you going through right now? It was just telling you what yeah. you need and this is what you should do. And then they go back to their little Sunday school group or little breakfast club that they have or whatever. It's like, well, I talked to him the other day and God blessed him. I told him that he just, he needs to do this and I'm going to pray for him. And that's all I did. Well, I that's great. I'm glad that you think that that's, that's what you should do. But uh, yeah. to me, that's bullshit. So, <clears throat> yeah, I uh, yeah, well, I have and, my differences. You know, there's a quote. There's a there's a quote that I forget who said it, but there was a quote one time. A guy was telling a story, and he said, you know, there was a drunkard one time that you know he went into an AA meeting, and when he spoke about how how he he was a few minutes late, everybody stopped what they were doing and they welcomed him and they said, "What's wrong?" and "How could they help him?" And when he was a few minutes late to church, the next day everybody looked at him as if something was wrong with him. And that's the problem is that too many people in church do that and they're judgmental when we should have the same reception to a person that's late because we fear like they something might be happening and they might be falling off their walk. We should go to that person and be comforting and say, hey, brother, how can I help you? What are you yeah. struggling with? How can I pray for you? How can my actions help you? But people don't do that. And it, some people do, but not enough. And that's what bothers me. And that's what I'm trying to do differently. Yeah, I've and I have something else I've said before on and off of this podcast that some of the best people I know and are in my life right now, some of the most wonderful people are nowhere near church. And some of the worst yeah. people I know are sitting in pews every Sunday. So Exactly. Well we've got some very, very close friends that probably wouldn't ever darken the doors of a church and they know we're Christians and we know they're not, and that has no bearing on our friendship. But we talk to them about it and we hope that one day their view changes. But, you know, our friendship is not going to hinge on that. I love them regardless if they if they, you know, share the same relationship with Jesus Christ that I do. I still pray and on my actions, I will try to help move them that way. But I'm not going to be overbearing. I'm not going to make that, you know, like I said, a hindrance to our relationship. And again, I've, I know some people that we get a church with and we're blessed to have a very good church. So there's, there's very few people that I feel like would be ultra liturgical and, and you know, outcast people that are struggling. But but there's always a handful. They're usually of the older generation. You know, that's how they did things. I get it. It's different. But, man, come on, uh, you know, come on to our Monday night studies, man. It's, I promise you, we're not we're not that kind of environment. We got people from all walks of life. We got people that have questions. We got people that have struggles. We got people that have things that they're working through. And that's that's no issue, man. We're all, you know. Like I said, brothers in strength bonded forever in Christ. I'm not going to let differences in approach or, you know, minor differences in interpretation alter that. We got the same goal, and that's to serve God as best we can. You know, uh, I'm confident that if you, you know, join one of those studies, and I think you'll like it. Okay. Well, I uh, give it a shot. I'll kick it around. Uh, I really will. I'll, I'll at least give you that. And it sounds like Jake's pretty interested in it too. So we uh, yep. we might uh, <clears throat> might both try to jump in on it. Yeah. But well, um, and I mean, I'll say, like I said, you know, anybody that's listening to this, I know you guys got a good handful of listeners. If anybody has any questions on their faith, if anybody has just anything they want to talk about, you know, I'm I'm not the the overarching authority on God. I'm I'm no I'm a mere mortal. I'm no better than any other person. But, you know, I, um, I'm here as a resource. If anybody has questions, if anybody wants to talk, if anybody is kind of in the same boat as you are, you know, Josh and has had a bad experience. and you know, is, is thinking that that's what Christianity is all about. I promise you it's not come talk to me. I'll help you yeah. any way I can. I will help anybody. And, and a lot of times, depending on where you are, I know a lot of people in a lot of areas I can point you to that will probably offer a difference in opinion and approach that a lot of people that, that you've had bad experiences with would offer. So, you know, I'm here for anybody and everybody that has any questions or anything. I'm an absolute open door. Message me on Instagram, text me, 
call me. I don't care. I'm always here for that, and I'll never stop being here for that. Uh, well, we appreciate you doing that. I need to. I just had a thought, and I need to clear something up real quick before somebody runs back yeah. to somebody and says this is what he said. Hopefully, this the whole story gets told. <clears throat> which I know it won't, but it is what it is. I'll at least say this for my piece and for you and whoever listens to it. Um, I am not saying that everybody at church is bad. There yeah. there were a couple of people at the church that I mentioned, Loxley's First Baptist Church, that did reach out to me that were trying to at least just have a conversation with me and wanted yeah. to... They made it seem like they really wanted to get to the root of the problem, which, and I appreciate that, but... I was in the wrong headspace and I had the, I had the wrong intentions and you know, I never, I didn't make the time to have the conversation with them and that's my fault. That's on me. So I don't want them running back sure. to everybody that was there. And I was like, well, he thinks everybody's here is bad. We're all just blah, blah, blah. No, 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 no. Which I'm no, sure is a definitely. story that will have be construed or has been construed. And I don't care. You know, they, they know how to find me. They know how to get a hold of me if they want to uh, want me to clear that up. And I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go out of my way to go to every person that I had an issue with there and try to clear it up. That's just not me. I'm not that guy. You form your own opinion. If you want to know what I really think, you can just ask me. But neither yeah. there. But Mr. Yeah. Spivey, well, oh, go ahead, sir. Yeah. No, I was just gonna say. You know, I mean, there's always. Whatever, whatever place you go to, there's always going to be somebody that doesn't necessarily agree, you know, with the with whatever the appropriate biblical teaching is. There's not always going to be somebody that agrees with, you know, whatever point of view you have. And I will say I've went to churches as a devout Christian my whole life and felt like I was being judged and I felt like people looked down on me and I didn't go back to those churches. You know, I mean, so I mean, especially people that might be, you know, on the fence or whatever. You know, I get it. I felt that way. And like I said, I'm a devout Christian. So I'm, I mean, people, I felt like people look at me that way. And I'm like, come on, who, who are you looking at me that way? I'm very secure in my relationship with Jesus Christ. Why are you judging me? So I can only imagine how somebody feels that might be on the fence. And I will say there's there's a story I want to tell. Do you mind if I tell it? Absolutely. Please go ahead. Yes, please do. So it's not it's not a real life story, but it's a, it's a story I heard a pastor tell one time. And I'm going to tell it to the best of my recollection. But it was... Uh, there was a guy that was in that's, that's in this field. He's daydreaming or whatever. He's in this field. There's grass as far as you can see on one side, grass as far as you can see on the other side. And there's a big old wooden fence running right down the middle of it. And on one side, he sees Satan. On the other side, he sees Jesus Christ. And he sees a bunch of people on both sides. And there's a crowd flocking towards Satan. There's a crowd flocking toward Jesus, which is, you know, how it happens. And the guy says, well, I can't decide. I'm, I'm just going to sit right here on this fence. Well, next thing you know, the crowds dissipate. People are gone. There's nobody on the left side where Satan was, nobody on the right side where Jesus was. And he's sitting there just thinking, what in the world happened? Next thing you know, Satan walks up to him and goes, oh, there you are. I've been looking for you. And he goes, no, 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 I didn't decide. He goes, yeah, but you don't understand. You're on the fence. The fence is mine. He said, the point of that story is that you're either all in or you're all out. You know, it's one of those where you fully commit your life to Jesus Christ or you commit to be against it. There is no ride in the fence. You make a choice one way or the other. And I say that not to crack a whip at anybody, not to point a finger at anybody, but to go that it this just people know that if if you're uncertain, that's pretty much the same boat as going against it altogether. You're either all in or you're all out. And if you feel like you are on the fence, that's why I say that if anybody feels like they're on the fence, come and talk to me. 
and I will show you what the right side of the fence looks like to the best of my ability. And it may not be very good, but I'll be darned if I'm not going to give it my best shot because I don't want somebody to be stuck on that fence and then Satan come back for them. And uh, I cannot disagree with that anymore. Like, that yeah, is, that same. is a really good story, to be honest with you. <clears throat> yeah. So, and I know this might be a little different than a lot of y'all's normal podcasts, but you know, this is, it's a big deal to me and I appreciate y'all giving me time to talk about it. Hey man, hey, this is our we, show. We're going to do what we want with it. Say, we have no issues with this at all. <clears throat> but, um, I think this is a good spot to wrap it up, sir. Unless there's, uh, anything yeah. else you want to talk about or anything else you want to hit on real quick. I've got, I've got needy children that keep coming out to tell me that they're hungry. Like they're like, they've never had a meal before. Uh, uh, uh. Hmm. So no, you're good, man. I've got, I got a couple of things on it. I'm going to help the wife go through all the baby stuff too. And, uh, yeah, just, you know, America's strongest state on February 17th, Southeast strongman classic on March 23rd. Anybody wants to sign up, feel free. Go ahead. There's iron podium links for both of them. If anybody's got any questions, DM me on Instagram, Brandon underscores five to 10 or at the Southeast strongman page. The handle is just Southeast strongman. Um, if anybody's interested in the Bible study, message me on either of those two platforms and I'll just add it to the group. Very cool. Yeah, I'm Very cool. Forward to well, uh, we appreciate you coming on today, sir. Um, and just if there's anything we could just hit on again today is just we don't have to we don't have to agree. No, we don't. We don't have to yep. agree on anything. We don't have to agree on everything. Just let's all just be better. And say the the one thing that I hope people take away yeah. is that we don't have to agree you don't always have to see eye to eye but just be good people be honor honorable towards each other be respectful towards each other yeah. and just be adults about the situation yeah the yeah. tim McGraw. Say, field is never there's never never a reason not to be nice right tim mcgraw's got a song um got a, a song words are hard tim <laughs> mcgraw has a song <laughs> called humble and kind it's a great yeah. one Got a great message. Well, yep. I uh, I firmly believe this is a, this is a solid episode. Yeah, I, absolutely. I enjoyed it very much, Brandon. You did great. We appreciate you uh, taking time out to uh, come talk to us tonight. We uh, we really appreciate it. Um, as we said, we've got the great and powerful Jamie Douglas on next week. We're trying to we're trying to help the women of the sport of strong men get the attention that they deserve because there's uh yes some things in the works for the women of the sport that I support and yep. I think I think that they deserve their place in this sport as well. So definitely um, what? That definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, with uh, what small platform that we have, we are going to try to uh, showcase these uh, these amazing women and the things that they do and all that kinds of stuff. So we're going to have uh, we're going to next yeah. week should be good with Jamie. I'm looking forward to looking forward to hearing all of what she's got going on. The current state chair for Mississippi. I'm not sure if she's USS or uh, Strongman Corps. She is Strongman Corporation. Josh Smith is USS Mississippi. Ah, there we go. Josh Smith is another amazing human. So, and uh, and Jamie, I believe, is co-chair right now with Thomas Martin. I think she's in the process of kind of handing it off to Thomas, so he's involved heavily as well. She is, very much so, uh, which is something that she mentioned uh, when I reached out to her about coming on the show. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so that's uh, that'll be in the works and see what else Jamie's got in the works. And... Um, Mm -hmm. 
just uh keep us keep us in your uh keep us on your uh man alive Woo! doing good i'm proud of you mm-hmm. <laughs> glad i didn't have to go buy a clicker today <laughs> keep an eye on your social media because we try to post every week of who's on when the new episode drops. We try to put it out there and all these good things. We're going to also try to be better of using social media this year yeah, for the I show. Yeah, I need to get on that. Um, so just be, just be on the lookout for the things that are coming up. Uh, yes, we are still planning on putting out merch. Yes, we are still looking for someone to do said merch. So if anybody has any kind of suggestions on who can do merch for us, hit us up on Instagram, the underscore sofa underscore chronicles, or you can hit me, josh.odom.315 on Instagram. You can hit Jake at Irish underscore ball player on Instagram. Uh, if you can help us out with that, we would greatly appreciate it because we have people that heckle us about not having merch because we've been talking about having merch for so long and we still don't have it. Well, guess what? Life happens for a lot of people and uh, we're just kind of rolling with it. So Rachel uh, is still doing a great job of all the designs for the Sofa Chronicle stuff. We are still going to go with all the stuff that she has, but life got real busy for her and Corey. So uh, she is uh, she has still designed some stuff for us that we're going to use, but as far as her being the one that does the actual thing, I don't. I literally don't think she has any time, like like at all, with all the things that her and Corey have going on. Which we will have them back on the show again in the near future uh, to get them to discuss what else going on with their life. After dusk uh, is dropping a new song on the twenty sixth. Is that correct? I think it's a whole album. Is it an album? I thought it was just a song. Let me see. Let me check them real quick. We're going to check them out on the gram real quick. On the 26th, they're dropping something. It may be a whole album. It may be just a song. It may be an EP. It may be a fart track. I don't know. But we're going to support whatever it is. Um, but yeah, check them out on Instagram. After Dusk, they are a fantastic band, and they're freaking awesome live. Yes, yes, they um, are. So yeah, check them out. We're going to get... Um, our brother Satch is going to be back in here before too long. Before he, before he does his uh, big run this year, he's uh, he's coming back in here. I'm looking forward to it. Aaron Wheeler's coming back. Uh, Tyler Davis is coming back. It's going to be a good year. It was we've already got a great lineup of things on the show planned. So y'all just stick around. Y'all watch out and see what we got coming. See what we got going on. We're trying to we're trying to do as much as we can for everybody. So. With all um, that being said, ooh, supplements, nutrients, stuff. I'm um, gonna go ahead and answer the question. Real oh, quick. go ahead, sir. Uh, yes, this is a new single drops on the 26th. Yeah, new single from After Dust. I'm very excited. Very excited about hearing it. Um, uh, yeah. So for nutritional stuff, if you're looking to order some things, check out Five Star Nutrition. Uh, the website. You can order anything on the website and use my code as. AS-GOOD, all caps, to save 15%. And it comes with free shipping as well. We'll ship anywhere on the globe. You can use that code in-store or online. Uh, Our brother, Andrew Pappas, with Kratos Strength Equipment. Check him out. uh, And use code FOXITUP after after you complete... complete, mm, Use code FOXITUP to complete your order 
to save, I believe it's 20%, which is crazy. Because he doesn't have to do that, but he's doing that. Because Andrew's a wonderful human. Um, and that's all I got to add, sir. How about the? How about some beard stuff? You got any beard stuff you want to talk about? Um, not quite yet. I got to get ready to order my next uh, my next shipment of stuff. But so far, I will say the stuff I've had from the beard struggles helped my beard out tremendously. Very good. I also am doing some stuff with uh, Boss Man Brands. They're, uh, they sent me some stuff and I use it every day and I like it a lot and, uh, check them out. I don't have a, uh, brand ambassadorship or any kind of sponsorship or anything like that yet, but, um, I'm hoping to in the future, but I have discussed it with them. Mm-hmm. And just waiting to see what they do on this next round. And uh, well, if I get if I get some stuff, I'll let y'all know so y'all can get some stuff. Yeah, I, uh, I do have a little brand ambassador shit with Beard Struggle. I can share the link uh, in the description of the show, which I will do. But uh, does Mister Spivey have anything he would like to add to the supplements? Yeah, anything you want to plug, Brandon? Yes, absolutely. So Iron and Stone Fitness, um, very good buddy of mine, Jason Trauber, very good man, very yes. strong man. Handsome a man Jason. with an impeccable beard, might I add. He is big and he is handsome, and he is uh, the founder and face of Iron and Stone Fitness. Y'all, y'all go check him out. He's at a ton of competitions, as many as he can get to, um, between his, you know, his his family life and his in very intense work schedule. But uh, use the code. Spivey 10 at checkout and you get 10% off of anything you get on Iron Stone. They got flags, they got shirts, they got hats, they got everything in between. Uh, and uh, like I said, a really, really good dude, a really good brand. So please go check them out. Yes, Jason is a wonderful, wonderful human. I love him dearly. And uh, he is handsome Jason in my phone. He insisted yep. that um, he was better looking than everybody that was there and everybody in my phone. So he should be handsome Jason in my phone, which... He is handsome, Jason, in my phone, and I'm not ashamed of it. Well, I'll so. tell you one thing. You know, if if I know Chris Stewart is the most beautiful man in Alabama, he better be thankful Jason Trauber does not live here. Oh, or he would probably not have that crown. Oh man, I think the voting for Alabama's most beautiful man is rigged. By the way, it's rigged. It is very it's much rigged. rigged. We need to we need to put a poll out, bro. That's what we should do for some social media stuff. We should put out a poll. Of a new vote for Alabama's most beautiful man, eight-time Alabama's no, most voting. beautiful man. Um, it's it's been rigged, from what I understand. Even huh. himself has said that he rigged it. It's been so, rigged for forty-seven years. Yes, we've got a, we've got a. We either we need to have an honest <laughs> vote so he can actually claim the title, or we need to take him down. I think what you should do is you, is you should get all the most handsome strong men at one competition. That's difficult. And then that is the competition. It's just who is the prettiest. Oh. Fox did that. He did the best beard at uh, his comp. No, I'm talking about legitimately oh. the the best human mm. there, <clears throat> the prettiest human there. Mm. Hey, no you don't you don't always need a beard. Now I might not be able to grow a beard, but you know, <laughs> hey, it's uh, it's it's not all for not here. Hey, you still you still got time. I was into my 30s before I could grow a beard. So <laughs> you're you're only 29. You can get there. You'll I believe in you. Yep. We'll get there. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe it's not in the card. That's okay. Somebody's got to be the the baby faced assassin, right? Well, I mean, 
Uh-huh. Let me uh, if I shave my face, I guarantee you, I'll give you a run for your money. I was gonna say I, I, I had a I had a beard at fifteen, so I don't know the struggle. Oh man, uh, uh, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I very much do. Most like I didn't, I didn't think I'd have as much beard as I do now. But it's, it's a good beard. It's strong. It's. Yeah. I'm glad you stuck with it because I know at one point you're like, man, I cannot stand this. Bro, it, I was it's ready just to shave much. this thing off. Two I don't days like ago. it. And I just kept telling you, you need to grow it out. Get past the itch stage, and you'll be fine. Well, it wasn't the itch stage; it's the irritation stage. Same, I'm tired it's the of the same thing. I'm tired of eating mm. parts of my beard. Like, oh. if I could go old, like old Jebediah Odom, and just shave this mustache off and not look like a retard, I would. But I know that I would look stupid. Er, and <laughs> I can't do that. Well, it'd be fine. You'll yeah. be an adult one day. I know. I'm a grown child. I'm a grown child with adult money. It's a I do bad what I decision. Want. Well, but. I think we're gonna I think we're gonna wrap it up here, ladies and gentlemen, for Brandon Spivey, for Jacob Giles, and for all of you beautiful people out there. Thank you for all your support. Thank you for continuing to listen to us. Thank you for everything that you're doing for us and for humanity. Ladies and gentlemen, we are out. Bye, everybody.